0: Welcome, gamers, to Basement Arcade Pause Menu, the show where we hit pause, sit back, and just chill. And I'm Ben Magnet, joined by Ryan Iliopoulos. Hello, I'm Video Gamesman Jr., <laughs> and of course, Sparks Witty. I'm Video Gamesman Senior. Dad? <laughs> <laughs> And we're back for another quarterly episode. 2000, the last quarter of 2022 is done. We are now in 2023 and we are here to talk about uh, some crazy shit that went down in that last quarter because
1: boy, howdy, did things go wild. Games, 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 games on Van Nuys, as we like to say. in Southern California. (laughs) Yeah, it's. I will never
0: forget that when we actually drove by Keys on Van Nuys, Brandon was surprised because I was with Brandon, our co-host on the Fake Nerd podcast, mm-hmm. and he was like, wait, this is real. I was like, yeah, it's a car dealership.
1: Where do you think the jingle comes from? He's like, I thought that was just a thing. <laughs> it's just a fake jingle that, that's on TV all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It happens sometimes. I get it. That happens.
0: I mean, you hear it so often, you forget that it's the back of your mind. It's like, oh, yeah, that's an actual place. And when you drive by, you go, oh, I guess I am on Van Nuys Boulevard. But we're not talking about Van Nuys Boulevard. We're not here to talk about uh, car dealerships in, in the Los Angeles area. We're here to talk about video games.
1: Absolutely. It's true. I'm excited about it because there's a lot of great games. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't actually think about it until I talked to my friend here. I was like, oh, damn, there's, there is a lot of stuff that we all played. That, there that is a lot me. of stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of stuff we all played because um, the past two quarterlies, um, essentially Elden Ring has taken over, but this time I
1: actually mm-hmm. have other games on my list. Besides Elden Ring, it's a shocker. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have. Uh, I honestly like we have talked about Elden Ring all year, so I kind of forgot that I was like, oh, yeah, I still played Elden Ring in this last quarter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I will. I will. I mean, we'll get to talk because the, uh, we did
0: do an episode about the Game Awards. And every time we've done one of these things, we've talked about how big Elden Ring is in our lives. And Elden Ring did win game of the year at the Game Awards. If you did, if you missed it or haven't paid attention. And that's my that's mine and Ryan's personal game of the year. We said that on the fake nerd podcast uh, 2022 year review episode. Um, We still have a bunch of shit to say about that game.
2: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. But but also let's go. Let's talk about the games that we have played over the over over the past quarter out. Oh, yeah. Yes, Sparks. Well, well, we start with the news from the, start with the news. I always forget. <clears throat> oh i did completely you know, forgot to <laughs> yeah we do every, this every three months hey I hey forget.
3: this is this is the last one of our first year this of year? doing quarterly so you know it's fine uh, right do, you don't have any news items for this one <laughs> um I, I i will ask because i think you do but yeah. i don't know how much you want to talk about here because you did kind of talk about it on the podcast um it's the recent one about avengers shutting down do you want to touch
0: on that? Oh, more? do I want to start with
1: a sad one? Sure. No, that is that makes sense. Like, uh, unfortunately,
0: uh, unfortunately, a lot of my the ones that I have up on my thing are also sad.
1: You know, Brooks, that is a because I didn't I gave a small eulogy on the regular podcast that so we do, the Fake Nerd Podcast. But this would be a good place to talk about uh, the weird relationship I think a lot of a lot of fans have with with Marvel's Avengers mm-hmm. uh, Square Enix says colon, Marvel's colon, Avengers TM Disney um, because that is a great developer uh, uh uh crystal dynamics they made a stellar a uh, couple of tomb raider uh, uh, re- uh like you know re- reboots remakes that are that are really great um and then they made a really great single player campaign and then they also unfortunately had to make a live service game mm-hmm. and if you want to make a live service game you have to be supported by your by by your studio or not studio your your, your, your you know your the, the company that asked you to make that game because the thing about live service games is if you want someone to play your game for five years, you need to have content. Uh, otherwise, you're just doing the same thing over and over again. And, you know, uh, no matter how no matter how good your content is, if I'm playing the same mission for years on end, it's going to get boring. It's going to get repetitive. And unfortunately, uh, uh, they just they kept getting their their resources cut and cut and cut. And for some reason, this is to the biggest franchise in the world. This is to to the Avengers. You know, they have, like, they, up, until, up until James Cameron retook it, Avengers was the highest grossing movie of all time. Everyone, they made Black Widow and Iron Man a household name. And in the comics, like, those, those were, like, nobody cared about those characters. And that's no disrespect to those characters, but you know what I mean. Like, the fact that, like, Avengers was the biggest thing in the world and then, like, they made one of the worst like, live service products, because I think that game is fun. Like, I keep coming back to it over and over, just because I. it's the only game where I get to play Iron Man, and it feels like Iron Man, where he has loads of weapons. I get to be the Buster whenever I want. Like, all this great stuff. There's so many characters. I had a dozen by the end. Um... It just sucks after War for Wakanda, which was a big expansion that not just included Black Panther, but included a new zone and a new hangout to like where you go hang out all the heroes and like a level up and upgrade and stuff like a lot of work went in that. and It was awesome. And then for some reason, they didn't make enough money from that. So Square Enix was like, all right, cool. So we're cutting your budget by like significant amounts. So they weren't allowed to put out another expansion like that. We just got characters. And there's not even, like, new stuff to do with the characters. There's, just, like, here's characters, and you have to, like, beat up a hundred of these robots to get their next, like, dialogue mission. And it's just, like, you go and talk to them, and they just talk, and then it's to the next mission. And that's very boring. And that's, that's not on the developers. They did the best they could. And it just really bums me out because, like, they had this roadmap, and it was very ambitious, uh and it reminds me of like the dc slate remember when dc put out that like movie slate of hey we're putting out cyborg and the flash and all these movies none of that shit came out i'm still waiting for some stuff that was announced like two years ago uh and it and it bums me out uh the very i guess nice thing at the end of the day is like they are putting out all of their cosmetics out for free when this game this game is now dead they're like hey uh we're just gonna give all that shit away now so like we can all play one day together and we will have like a hundred different outfits for right. every character and that will be really fun. And this is a game, thanks to like the modern era, we will be able to play this game multiplayer for potentially years until they cut the servers off, right. which they will do one day. Yeah. Um, it just, it, it's, it's bittersweet because uh, those developers tried really, really hard. They they really tried to do <laughs> uh, something big with the small amount of resources they, they could. Um, and it's it's you know, it's still fun to play like there's no other game that lets you do that. Well, except maybe the game I'm going to talk about later, <laughs> which is the big Marvel game that came out this year.
3: <laughs> and and I'll back you up to say that uh, the campaign was really good. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a solid campaign. And I, I think we forget how long of a road it was to get an Avengers game. Like they've been wanting one since before the first Avengers film came out. They want to tie in Uh there we know that there was like early developments on scrolls fighting the Avengers for a video game that was gonna come out around two thousand twelve, two thousand thirteen. Mm, okay, um, yeah. All this has been a desire of theirs for the whole time. They've yeah. known like with the Avengers film coming out, it's been like we should have a video game of the Avengers. Yeah. Um and it makes sense. And the some would argue that the gameplay is clunky. I would argue that like it's it's clunkier with certain characters compared to others. Yeah. And it really depends on what what you work with, mm-hmm. but I think it was still ambitious and and like you said it's fun to play um and you get to play those characters so it's it is a shame to have it like I wonder if it would have been a more rousing success if they just hadn't had to market the live service thing as much if it had just been a maybe five hour longer campaign and that was it and then expansions that came out over a while and then eventually a sequel um because I don't I think that part of the live service and the drain of the live service elements that were snuck into the campaign in the in-between does create a dissonance yeah, it's for, true. Pe- for players with um,
1: what they want to do and then what they feel like, oh, I have to do this. That's true. No, because, like, even... even I think that campaign is really <clears throat> good at moments. Like, And there's, like, really great emotional moments there's really great, like, big set pieces that you'd see in, like, something like an Uncharted or a Tomb Raider. And that gets that gets overshadowed by how bad all the multiplayer stuff is. So there's people who, like, will never touch that game even to play the great campaign that is there right um and that game is now on game pass it's on the ps plus you know service like that game's fully available people it's are been ten dollars years. for like a year and a half yeah exactly and like it's just such a bummer because again like i i you know i'm a big comic book guy we're all comic book people and it's just like it is so weird to see like the biggest franchise be like the lowest the lowest in video games and i'm just like that is it's so weird how that happens uh you th- you'd think they would they would support it more but uh they just didn't they didn't know what to do with it how long do you
3: think before they try again with an Avengers game?
1: With an Avengers game, oh, it's going to be a while. I yeah. think they will, I think it'll be a couple of years and then they will do a just hard, just say Guardians of the Galaxy version of that. Mm-hmm. I don't think they will do this ever again because it will, they will do Marvel Ultimate Alliance, a live action, live service game first. Yeah. You have everybody. Because I, I don't, think, I don't think, think they'll do this ever again. I
3: think no matter what, uh, the next Avengers game will be like a, a narrative driven thing whether that's uh leaning more towards like you said guardians or or even midnight suns taking lessons from where they can or whatever the captain america black panther game's gonna be oh i forget that um, that's even coming yeah oh, yeah learning that's- learning lessons from whatever next marvel games that are coming out iron I, man
1: I, uh from the dead space
3: developers is coming out we yeah. got the wolverine game coming up i know that's insomniac but still there's lessons to be learned about what's working there that didn't work with avengers yeah um i think i think we're probably within like six to seven years yeah. from another Avengers game attempt. But something that will be,
1: I think, quite different. I think, ooh, I bet you... I bet Secret Wars is, what, two two years, three three years away? Yeah, like three. Let's say three. I bet you there will be some type of, of Avengers game that will be either announced or seen by in, in at least three years. Yeah. Because that is a big opportunity, and I feel like even though they didn't really do that with Endgame... Well, did they? Was there... Was Avengers announced by Endgame? Do we remember? I don't remember. Okay. Yeah, Avengers. Avengers was coming yeah. out like right after Endgame. Oh yeah, it was, yeah I think so we it came, knew. Okay, okay, yeah. So right. I feel like th- I feel like they'll try to capitalize at least with an announcement or something.
3: Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think there'll probably be some attempt at announcement of like, hey, we're doing this new Avengers thing, but they'll have to like come up from with a lot of good faith involvement kind yeah. of thing because mm-hmm. people will feel burned by this.
1: Artists gave us Guardians too,
3: which is just like, yeah, I, yeah, uh, I. Yeah. It's it's a bummer. I think uh, I think you're right, and I think it's it's a bummer that I'm nervous for other games that are going to fall prey to this live service model. Um, because really, what killed a, what killed Avengers is the live service I model. Mean, it's it's this demand to feed live service, and like <clears throat> Ben and I are going to talk about a new game we recently played that is still feeding to live service.
1: There's so many games that are now feeding to live service that it's like I'll tell you what, uh, like it, it's a string of 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 bad publicity for Warner Brothers because that Suicide Squad game ha- had a leak mm-hmm. that has a battle pass and it's multiplayer and level based and it just it rings exactly like like the pre-notions of Gotham Knights and Avengers before that, that game came out. Right. Those games came out. So like and there's a Star Wars game that Ubisoft is developing that we know is a live service game but like <clears throat> how again you can do, do those in so totally different ways it just everyone's making like the, the worst decisions with them. I think, I think everyone I'm sorry Ben real quick I, I think everybody is
3: looking at the audience of fortnite more specifically than probably anything and yeah. they're like how do we get that for for years of dedicated to our game and the reality is that if every major comic book triple a title or many AAA titles keep trying to build a live service model into their games none of them are going to succeed because nobody has the time to dedicate days yeah. to every game that they want like people just want
1: destiny hard destiny is hard to replicate
3: Destiny is hard to replicate and even then Destiny is pretty much they know only successful with the fan base they have at this point. They don't I, they don't keep doing things expecting the fan base to grow by much. Yeah. They might get some people to come back when an event happens and then they'll taper off, but the core Destiny fan base has been there the whole time and they've decided that's good enough. They're still there. Yeah. That's it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it seems that the games as a service or live service games are the new trend that a bunch of gaming companies are trying to follow because remember like when Fortnite was still super popular we were seeing countless battle royale games come out mm-hmm. yeah and now we're doing the same like when like i was remember i was hyped for avengers i was like yeah i want to play as the avengers this looks great and then it's like oh this is a live service game and then gotham that's the same thing i heard i was like no this game looks great this i want to play as like red hood and then it's like oh it's a live service game not i'm not for it and now that we're hearing Suicide Squad is becoming the same thing, I feel that when it's—I will admit—live service games can be good. Look at Fortnite. Fortnite is the most popular live service game is, that's out here right now. I would say followed closely, though maybe not super closely, but Overwatch Two is people are still playing Overwatch Two.
1: Genshin Impact is, is probably. That's yeah. Definitely. That's a that's a good game too. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I would say Genshin Impact is falling very closely to Fortnite. Thank you. Thank you, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do feel that a lot of gamers are just sick and tired of the live service model that when a game, especially when it involves an IP, they're really
1: excited about, and they hear the term, oh yeah, battle pass, leveling. It's like, no. I don't, but you here's the thing, like, I don't, I just like I don't necessarily hate a battle pass. I yeah. quite like a good battle pass. Yeah, like I like for I gen- like especially the newer models of Fortnite's battle passes. I really like that system right. and multiverse's uh, battle pass. I really like because there's yes. a premium and a free one. I think a lot a lot of games do that, right? But it's like I don't want every game to be that. That's that's the thing. That's the thing. Yeah, uh, so I don't need every game to be that.
3: I was gonna say the same thing, which is that like the live service model isn't inherently the problem. The problem is that like everyone's looking at the live service models, the monetization of every little and thing. said, copy paste, but without thinking about how to integrate it. Because the thing is like, Fortnite doesn't feel like it's preying upon me with its live service. It's all skin. It's all cosmetics. Not of like, it changes the game. It's not trapping me. Yeah. Um, and I think more and more the, the, the problem becomes when you are trying to have your cake and eat it too, with like uh, a narrative storytelling and incorporate a live service inside of it. Yeah. It's not going to work. Yeah. Unless yeah. you think of a new way to do it. You have to think of a new way to do it. You can't just take the model of Fortnite and try to incorporate that into a narrative game. That doesn't translate. Right. It's not going to click. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's enough on that one. Uh, I've yeah. only got one, Ben. Um, if uh, you don't mind, I'll go going off. Um, uh, do you guys know about the Smash World Tour? The Smash Brothers? Yeah. Super Smash Brothers World Tour? You know? uh, I've, I've heard of it. Okay. So like big A sports event. Um, they they culminate. They were gonna have like their oh, is this
1: like Nintendo? Uh, N- yes. Oh, okay.
3: Sure. 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 They they were gonna culminate into like their Super Bowl event. Yes. Uh, where it was gonna have the highest prize money for a Super Smash Brothers uh, tournament, and all the tournaments of the year last year had been leading up to this event. Yeah. 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 And then just a little while before, Nintendo said, "No, that's not gonna happen." And in fact, no Smash World Tour stuff will happen Ever. for twenty twenty three either. Yeah. Um, we don't agree with their licensing. Um, the Smash community rightfully uh super upset that nintendo Boy. did this um pulled out their license and said no 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 uh there's a lot of blame being gone around that um because they re- entered a partnership with panda global in 2021 that they are uh that panda went around like trying to incorporate people into their panda global cup mm-hmm. for esports and basically told them uh if you don't sign with us then good luck keeping your license. And so it sounds like they put Nintendo up to shutting down competition Jeez. with the Smash World oh. Tour, which was more popular with the Smash community. Weird, and weird. Uh, then, though there's obviously no evidence of that um, directly, it, it Nintendo just like won't give a clear explanation as to why they did this. They just said no. You know, um, it, it makes sense. Piss off the
1: fans. I. As one of the like the big one of the biggest streamers in the world, Ludwig, uh, he just hosted a Smash Brothers tournament saying like this is like the highest prize winning of like of any tournament ever. And I'm like, Oh that's cool that he gets to do that. But I'm like, that makes sense because they cancelled that one. I'm like, wow, oh, that's like a it's like a response to that. Okay. No, I definitely heard about this and
0: Nintendo just keeps messing up when it comes to Smash Brothers. Constantly. Just leave your fan leave your fans alone. Let them them let support your game. What are you doing? like Nintendo, like there was a, a like during the pandemic I remember hearing a story this was years ago or like 2 years ago when the pandemic was at its height and people found a way to play melee online mm-hmm. they had to use a certain program but Nintendo stepped in and they said they couldn't do it right and they actually And the thing is this cup these, these tournament organizers wanted to play ball with Nintendo they were like no we can do this cuz Outside of ulti... I mean, let's be honest. Super Smash Bros. Melee is possibly the... If you talk to any hardcore Smash fan, that is their go-to Smash Bros. game. There's just something about Melee, something about the mechanics of Melee that just works so perfectly... Special sauce. ...that... That it has a special sauce that no that frankly, no other Smash game has really come close to. It's true. I mean, ultimate is still being used in tournaments because it's ultimate. There's more characters. Mm-hmm. But if you even if you look at Evo's, I'm pretty sure the Evo of this year is still going to have the Smash Brothers. It's been that game has been dead for years or not. Not dead. It has been unsupported by Nintendo for years and it's still being played in tournaments. Yeah, it'll be played in triple A tournaments. Feels I, so good. Nintendo- Go ahead, Ben. Sorry. No, it boggles my mind of how there are times Nintendo gives a big hug to its fan base and at the exact same time will flip off the rest of them. And it's nuts. It's like, this is free money. And these people were willing to play ball with Nintendo. It's just Nintendo sometimes is just so secretive of their IP or their source code or whatever that they try to keep it under as lock and key as possible. It's like, it's Smash Brothers Melee. Yeah. And it's on a console that is your second-worst-selling home console outside of the Wii U. Didn't that game... Virtual Boy.
1: Didn't that game come out, tw- like, in, t- in 2003 or 2004? Yes! Yeah, that game's 20, yeah, it 20 years old now. Uh-huh. That's crazy. And it's it's still being played. It's still a very
0: sought-after game. Hell, I had a copy of it when I had a Wii, a Wii back in the day.
1: I still it, have a copy. Well, it is... It is good. See, but, but to, like to the sparks is what he said earlier about like like you know panda being the one like maybe nintendo was okay with this and then it's like it's always the people upstairs so we're like how can we we're losing seven cents by allowing these people to do what they want we got to cut that because seven cents is you know, more with, important than what they want with
0: as far as i know with the hashtag free melee thing this was back in like 2020
1: 2021
0: oh mm-hmm, uh, the pandemic was its height and so people weren't being able panda to being,
1: pandemic no mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. I don't know I don't
0: know Uh, let's yeah that was all Nintendo with this one this could be Panda's involvement with Nintendo because maybe Nintendo's like we don't want to do another melee situation but at the same time they won't walk back and they won't really just give explanations as to why they do things. They just said no, and they don't give any explanation for it.
3: Well, I think, like, the most damning thing about it is just what you pointed out, Ben, where like, this is also a situation where the Terminator organizers and everyone were willing to bend over backwards to do whatever Nintendo wanted to make official licenses on this, and make everything be on the up-and-up. And Nintendo frequently just is uncooperative and doesn't want to support. And the the major thing is, like, it's notably Nintendo released a statement that at the time when they said this, which this was at the very tail end, like November time uh, last year. So what they said was that this is ending the major tournament and the thing that they were heading for uh, as the culmination of all the tournaments that had been happening up to that point. But it wasn't, you know, it was affecting all the things in 2023, but they weren't canceling events in 2022. And then within a week, the 2022 events were canceled as well. And Nintendo never commented on it. Um, So like they, they, They really like it's hard to believe that Nintendo actually cares about the fans sometimes Um, because like this, this was the community's go to choice for how to play the game and, and do this. And Nintendo here just really didn't seem to care, didn't didn't bother with like putting this off till after the major event, the culmination of a lot of people's hard work Mm -hmm. for a year, people going out of their way to go to these events, to win tournaments, to host tournaments, to get to this event and then just pulling the plug on the rug out from under them. It's pretty harsh and it's a damning look. And, um, we look at all kinds of things where like, we've talked about this before, where like Nintendo refuses to release so much of its back catalog or Nintendo, when it does and it releases it on the paid subscription on Nintendo Switch, it's like the shittiest possible version of these old
1: games. Um, I just question how much they really give a shit about actually giving the fans what they want. I'll tell you what, uh, r- real quick, Ben, like as someone who recently got a Nintendo Switch, I've been on that like eShop looking and I'm like, wow, like there's still like six year old games that are 59.99. <laughs> they don't yeah. put they don't put their games on sale because they know you'll buy it. And I'm like, damn, Nintendo. Mm
0: hmm. Like, even if they do go on sale, it's a freaking miracle when they do. But I have said it before; I'll say it again. Nintendo has definitely changed ever since Iwata passed away. Satoru mm. Iwata was the, the president CEO of Nintendo. He definitely put gamers first, and he was definitely not shy about making sure the classic content was there. He, ever since he passed away, I things have not been the greatest for Nintendo.
3: Yeah.
0: And every once in a while, we keep and. Nintendo was de- it's definitely it's definitely Nintendo has definitely become more of a business money wise it's like they look at the cost of things they do I'm not saying that they didn't do that before but there was a different vibe with Nintendo when you look at something say from the Wii or the Wii U era to the Wii era than from the switch era
1: like the, the Wii, Wii was the Wii was about literally connecting people together. Like that—that that is like yeah. one of the highest-selling consoles. Like my grandma no, played the Wii. Not only that, I keep watching videos about—I keep watching videos about
0: people lamenting the loss of the Wii Virtual and even the Wii U Virtual Console, and so many great games. Like yet yeah, there were digital versions of these games that you can play from the N sixty four, the NES, the, Super, the Nintendo, the Super Nintendo, and even games from the Turbo Graphics sixteen. Talk about a deep cut. Well, in the world of retro video games when they're like, and when Nintendo's like, hey. We have games from a console that was hardly ever talked about in during the 16-bit era, the TurboGrafx 16. You could buy games on that so on and play them on Nintendo consoles. Here you go. And you can't do that anymore because the Wii U the Wii U is going to die, the Wii U virtual um, shop and the 3DS virtual shop is going to die at the time of this recording. In two months. Oh yeah. To be be fair, um, they did give like a year and a half heads up on
3: closing those shops, which gave people a lot of opportunity to go buy the games that they want to buy while they're still available. Um, It's really funny to me that like the Wii U as as like this slammed hated console is maybe nintendo's last good conduit to playing a lot of their older virtual games it's like the psp um, it's the yeah it's, it's very funny yeah. that that's that's kind of the legacy it's gonna have like i think the wii u is actually going to be considered more valuable over time for how much how many you know virtual console old style games did you bulk up onto this thing onto this puppy yeah because like my wii u for example has metroid prime on it all yeah, of yeah. them the whole trilogy mm-hmm I can't get that on the Switch, but I can play it on my Wii U. Give it one to three more years. And will it but will it be as good a version as the version I can play on my Wii U? Who knows? Yeah, that's the thing. Oh. Roll those dice, curl that monkey's paw. We'll see. I know. Oh, I know, I know. Anyway, um uh. that's uh you know, we'll see. Uh, Nintendo so far has not walked back this decision at all. They're they're holding firm to it despite the Smash community being pretty pretty adamantly outraged. Mm-hmm. Hashtag Rude. Yeah. Alright, that's my that was my major news item from this quarter.
0: Uh I got a few that we can just like glance over. I got a few we can glance over. The first one I want to talk about, now at the time of this recording, it's officially done. The servers are done. They have been shut down, it's over. But the announcement happened in the last quarter, and that's the death of the Google Stadia.
1: Oh, Rip. Didn't we talk yeah. about this somewhere else? Oh, I think Probably we just, mentioned, podcast, it. We oh, mentioned, we just it. mentioned it. Oh, we just mentioned it. Want to say
0: we mentioned this on the podcast? Um, oh, yeah, really, yeah. Like, I don't think we dived in depth about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Google Stadia happened. I remember when it came out. Ryan, you were like, I don't, I don't want to say you were like all hundred percent on board, but you were definitely saying that this could be a great thing for yeah.
1: gamers. Yeah, yeah. I used it, and it was, it was okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't, I don't know.
0: Ever since like the Google Stadia came out, I don't want to say I saw the writing on the wall, but and I did. But I also wanted to preface that I did not wish the Stadia to be doomed from the start because it truly is a decent idea. If you have a good enough internet connection, you could play some of these great games, at, or you could play games on. You could play games at home. You don't need a super expensive console. The PS fives were super hard to get. Xbox ones are, or Xbox Series X and S's are getting easier to grab, but you don't have to spend that much money. You just need a dongle and a really good internet connection. Dongle. I dongle. I want to say the idea was there. Yeah. But what ultimately killed the Stadia was its lack of I don't want to say lack of exclusives, but really lack of titles that drew people to play Stadia.
1: Sure. Well, So, yeah, so when it launched, um, it launched with like destiny and assassin's creed and like old games uh and like there were there were exclusives coming but they were a lot of like and this is it enough but a lot of them were indie games and indie games aren't going to sell a new quote-unquote console even though like the stadia is cool and like you could just go to like stadia.com and play games through your browser with a good internet connection that is still a great idea like xbox game pass has cloud cloud gaming service that i use all the time uh because my computer is good but it's not that good so, like, uh, the, the, the idea is there, it's just, you know, uh, Stadia was the first to really try it, and it failed. But, like, someone's gotta try it, you know? It, someone's gotta yeah. be there I would, first. I would say
0: Google State has, has if the rest of the country, because I do know there are a lot of places in, this, in the country, um, especially in what we call the flyover states, like in the Midwest, there's a lot of places that do not have good internet connections. They're yeah. lucky to even get an internet connections.
1: Ooh, I because I knew this so uh, bad timing, but high on life the the Squanch Games Justin Roiland oh, yeah. game with a talking mm-hmm. gun mm-hmm. that was that a one. that was originally going to be a Stadia game and the Quarry which is a which is a a horror narrative mm-hmm. adventure game uh, was also originally going to be only on Stadia and then they also saw the writing on the wall and they were like no we want to make money so right. we got to put it out elsewhere
0: yeah that makes yeah, sense when the stadia launched I only knew of one other person who actually had a stadia. And when he showed me his st- the Stadia Library, I was like, I mean, Samurai Showdown, that's cool. If I could get that on the PS4. Yep. There's a bunch of other games, but I'm look because even though I already have a PlayStation I had a PlayStation 4 at the time, there was nothing there that drew me to drop everything and get a stadia. And I think that was one of the things that's that Stadia was lacking. Maybe exclusives would have helped but at the same
1: time, there just wasn't anything there to make me drop everything and want to invest in Google. Well, Ben, here's the thing. Again, you don't you didn't have to invest. I didn't. You only had to invest if you wanted the controller that comes with it and like the dongle. You could play it just through the internet, like I did. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. just it's it's just an app that opens up. Or if you even want to just cut that, you just go straight to the website. So like okay. it gave you every option possible. It's just like the dongle was the best version, like for the best connectivity. Uh, but you could still just do it on a website like I did. So you didn't you didn't have to invest, but like it it was it was worth it if you wanted a better connection.
3: Right. Yeah. And I think that's the the trick, right, is because we're talking about something that would appeal to the niche audience of like, I don't or don't want to have to pay right now for a console. But I also have pretty good Internet. Yeah, you'd have to have pretty good Internet. Yeah. And you have to be in both of those categories at the same time, because otherwise, well, I've got a good console that connects with the Internet good enough. Yeah. Rather than requiring great internet to make it work. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that's the trick is like you're, you're playing to a smaller category of audience. And then especially like how are you going to grab anybody who already has the consoles? You have to have those good exclusives. Sure. Mm,
0: yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, it was, I would say a very valiant effort by Google, by Google to try it. Um, but I would say the stadia, maybe a little bit of ahead of its time to be perfectly honest. Yeah high speed widespread internet especially here in the united states is not a, a thing yet hopefully it will be in the future but it's not a thing yet yeah and if you think about it when even though that people have digital games all the game data is stored on on their console so they can turn it on and it's there it's running it's running fine internet connection or no internet connection whereas with the stadia you were it's literally transmitting from servers that are hundreds maybe thousands of miles away to your computer or your laptop and there could be problems with button latency. Like you can hit like right on your analog stick, and then five seconds later, then your character finally
1: moves, and then you die and get a game over. Yeah, that's that's the problem. I I tried Destiny uh, just to try it out, and it was it wasn't that extreme, but there was definitely some latency where I'm like, see, like for for cloud gaming, like. If you don't have a great internet connection, okay. you can still play a lot of games. You just can't play like high, high intense action like first person shooters. Like you can play XCOM, you can play Midnight Suns, you can play a lot of slower games with a decent internet connection. You just can't be like fighting real people because then they will just automatically have an advantage over you. There are still okay. tons of things you can do with a slow internet which is, connection,
3: which is really true of like
1: anything like whether it's google Stadia or not of, yeah, of your internet connection true, of, of my playstation when i'm on the regular wi-fi sometimes it craps out yeah uh as opposed to like you know just having it corded yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah
0: i mean i will say good tr- I, I i don't want to sound condescending of because i don't want to be condescending no you're not ah, i told you because i do think in, uh, in 20 30 years from now everything is going to be
1: digital I, I mean, every, we keep talking about... How ben, this spoiler going. alert, everything already is.
0: Yeah, everything already is. I haven't
1: bought, like, I've bought, like, almost... I don't think I bought a single PlayStation 5 game, physically. I have all my games digitally. Yeah, I I still... I still do. I I no, no, I'm just saying, like, that is no, already I, here.
0: <laughs> no, I, I was listening to another podcast, the Gamers Week podcast, they're friends of, of this show, and I was listening to Blue talking about how... Um, she's starting to feel go more digitally because she was playing Smash Bros. and Mario Kart and she has physical versions of both and she had to get up. Yeah, I mean, okay, it's a truly a first-world problem when you have to get up from your couch, go over to your console, switch the game with a disc out, then go back to your console, especially when you're like, ugh, I just sat down and you forgot that what game was in your console already. I completely understand that, especially with Smash Bros. because I was like... I, you know me. I'm still a very. I want my physical copies. I will always mm-hmm. see my games on a shelf being more impressive than a list on a um, than a list on a hard drive. Sure, but being able to switch through them seamlessly off
1: from your hard drive is still very convenient. I'll tell you what, Ben, and that's just that's always been a difference between like me and I understand like the look because I collect comics, right? So like I mm-hmm. do have something that I, but like I don't care about having an impressive collection. I play, I buy games to play games. I don't need to. Right. I personally don't need to display them. That is a me. That is for me. I bought that game so I could play it. I don't care if everyone else knows that I played it. And that is very much a me thing. Uh, they're obviously like again, like comics. I think are like visual art, like through and through. So like I like having art because that's very easily look at this book and you open it and you see the art. So for me, I think that's a much more tra- transmittable uh, collection of art for me. Um, so for me, like again, like I'm. I'm mostly physical because, like, if I collected everything physical, then I'd have no room in my in my in my my house. (laughs) I I will 100 percent admit that
0: as much as I love buying physical games, there are times where I'm like, and that digital edition, though, especially if it's on sale or if it's like a a, a lot cheaper or like with PlayStation, because PlayStation gives a bunch of games for free thanks to playstation plus and like even the other day i was looking through playstation plus i'm like oh miles morales
1: downloaded yeah yeah it's right there it is it's right there I, yeah like the amount of free games that i have is, is truly insane because it's not just playstation it's also xbox it's also steam it's also epic games they give away games all the time just because there's so many in, tw- in the 21st century right it's bananas yeah, and even nowadays, with I have my second Genesis Mini 2 over there. 60 games are packed in that sucker. I mean, it's a physical thing, but I don't have to have physical cartridges to plug it's, it in. It is I there are benefits and negatives to, to all to all this there, stuff.
0: There are, there truly are, but um I will say pour one out for the Google Stadia. Um, while a did digi- a digital drink. it did yeah, pour a digital drink out for Google Stadia while it did try the lessons we learned from stadia can be applied to when either playstation nintendo xbox microsoft or the next company the next tech giant wants to try something like this they set the foundation for what they can't because it can't be a good uh, system it can be a good service okay not system a service mm-hmm. but we're not i don't think we're there yet but when we will be there we at least know the what happened beforehand and we can build on those lessons learned and make the next service even better. Yeah. Now, another thing that we me, Ryan and I definitely talked about and I want to talk a little bit more because a few other news tricklets came out. A gentleman on YouTube by the name of H (laughs) bomber guy.
1: Oh,
0: yeah. I feel every single quarter I have to talk about this damn system. Um, Put out a video about an oof sound from the game Roblox, and that and he talked about that sound for a good 30 minutes. And for the next hour and a half, talked about one Tommy Tallarico, the the legend. Yeah, there have been other news reports. Now, Tom, if you do not know, Tommy Tallarico is the former CEO of Intellivision Entertainment. He all is a game as a game sound designer, a game sound composer. He has composed a bunch of games. His most prominent titles that he composed were the Earthworm Jim sixteen bit games for the Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis, and also a few other things down the line. Essentially, what um, H. guy did was talk about the Amigo and then talk about Tommy and his how shall we say exuberant personality, and how there's evidence very clear evidence pointing to a fact that allegedly Tommy is a pathological liar because he lied about because right now, as of this recording, the Intellivision Nico is still not out and the trademark for it died in uh, July. They just the the trademark office just it they didn't. Infidel, Intellivision themselves did not redo the copyright or they did. Re, they did not renew the trademark for the trademark of Intellivision. Or for Miko, and people are still saying that it's going to come out, but nothing points to it. It it is coming out, and now it's looks like it's a clear and uh, an honest scam.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So it was definitely it's de- yeah the intelligence is still a trash fire, but that um, video by H Farmer guy definitely got people go look at this going what, and then. They started questioning Tommy himself because he was a very I've talked about him before. He was a very vocal. Um, he was very vocal to the people who were criticizing the console. And there is the other people who would just hop on the train and go after him. Now, Ryan, you showed me this video and I thought it was a two hour documentary uh, document, um, <laughs> documentary on OOF. And boy, howdy. Do I feel like uh, like Charlie and Always Sunny in Philadelphia with the lines and the and the conspiracy theory thing?
1: Uh, so good news, you can still pre-order the 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 Amico uh, 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 in television. Uh, it, it costs zero dollars, so he's not he's not asking money for the pre-order, but you can reserve one. Uh, when will it come out? <laughs> TBD.
0: I. Intel cuz apparently the television president the current Intellivision president is also being sued for something. I I, 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 I didn't yeah, he's being sued cuz I tried to look up news for from Intellivision, but all the articles were from back in July there's some very great Kotaku articles like the the Amigos in deep shit that was back in July I think we talked about that the last quarterly and just this just this release of H Bomber guy's video and even Pat the NES punk he did another vid he put out another video and of course more of people who were huge supporters and huge fans. The Miko came out and unfortunately they went and attacked Pat because he was doing a lampooning and he was just doing a parody because people have gone after him and his co-host, uh, Ian very, I would say just for, because they criticize it and all of a sudden they're like, no, this is going to be the best thing. This is going to be an amazing console. And I still, I, personally my personal opinion and this is just my opinion i don't think the Niko was ever going to come out i think if they i mean there's just no market for it there is no really market for this console and even with retro gaming is a niche of a niche of a niche of a niche of a niche there's like so many different layers and even today's age you say oh retro like what's the, what's the earliest retro people will probably say nes or even now super nintendo Maybe a few people will say Atari, but I don't, like, can guarantee you like maybe two or three people would say, oh,
1: yeah, I remember having the Intellivision when I was a kid. And there's th- there's at least like seven thousand old, old men who are like, I played that when I was younger. <laughs> and that that might just be enough for old Tommy. <clears throat> and they don't mind because the, all they do is wait. They're retired. All they do is wait now. So, they'll just wait till that thing comes out, and they'll sell So, what you're saying people. is, <laughs> so what you're saying is, the market exists, but the market is also dying. Yes, <laughs> it exists, but it's dwindling day by day.
0: I, uh, I've I've dived into even I've dived into the Amico thing a little bit more because I just I'm so fascinated about this this console that's trying and this con- and all the legal battles, all the the internal documents that have been coming out that how much money that the CEO, uh, well, when Tommy was CEO, how much he was getting paid, how much employees were getting paid. He had two offices, one in Irvine, California, and the other in Salt Lake city. And they had to shut their office down. And I think Tommy himself, as of at the time of this recording is also being sued by a company because he didn't pay for the office furniture. (laughs) <laughs> he could pay him back for the furniture, for the offices, and he has no hardly any employees right now. Well,
1: um, I want to see if he's on what his last like statement was. So one second. I mean, I know he's not the CEO because he was
0: ousted as CEO. I want to say last December. I could be wrong, but I know he's for. It's been a whole year of him not being the CEO of a of a television anymore. I think he's still involved with the company in some way, shape, or form. So you're
3: saying, so you're saying December 2021?
0: Yes, December 2021. I th- that's why I believe he was ousted as television CEO. So
1: Intellivision's last Twitter uh, post was March of 2022. Jesus. Yeah. So that's not happening.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: but but I
0: I just want to say I salute Mr. H Bomber Guy for doing all that research on that video for going from. Oof! To in television to tell to a bunch of Tommies, um, uh, world records being under
1: under scrutiny. Oh, he's also the first American to work on the Sonic property. Remember that part?
2: Hmm.
1: Yeah, he's he's an he's he's a he's a, yeah. he's like the Tommy Weisso of video games.
3: <laughs> That's funny.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's
0: just. I mean, if it, if this sucker does come out, uh, the, the sucker being the Amico. If it ever does come out, then hopefully the people who do who do get it, they enjoy it because I want them to enjoy a console that they have fought so hard or they have clung on to for so long. But at the same time, the writing is on the wall, and I think it's time to just let this suck this epic thing die.
1: Well, like to uh, to, you know, try to have some positivity and be a devil's advocate like Ben, you are of your age. Right, and you're nostalgic of the things of a certain age. So there are Ridge. people twenty to thirty years older than you who are nostalgic for this thing just because Oh no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like there is a market. Again, it's it's is it big? No. But like the reason all of these like 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 the Sega Genesis Mini or like the PlayStation Mini, all the all of these come out from all the different areas because everybody's nostalgic for it from a different age. So like mm-hmm. the there is a market. It's just is it enough to support oh. support a huge development? Like probably oh, no, that, probably not. That's
0: the thing. Was this the Amiga was isn't a like a plug and play Intellivision Mini where you can play your
1: old Intellivision games. This is a brand new console with <laughs> that, brand new IP. And that's what sucks, because I was on the website and it's like, yeah, the games will cost between five to thirty dollars. And I'm like, oh, this is a new console console. Oh, this thing ain't working. <laughs> no. Yeah. Cause there actually is an Intellivision Mini that At Games came out
0: with. And even oh, I remember yeah. when I saw the because I was flipping through one of my old school gamer um co- my old school gamer magazine copies when the magazine was advertising for the Miko. There was an advertisement for it, and my first thought was, "Oh, something for people to play their old television games on." Neat. I was wrong. That's not what it is. Hmm, yeah. And they're actually, and App Games has an television flashback that you can go to Walgreens and possibly buy for twenty dollars. Right. Now. I think I think if it does come out at this point, it will
3: pivot to being that. Yeah. It'll just be a thing that has. I old, hope so. old games.
0: It won't. It won't be I trying mean, to make any for, for its sake. I mean, me being a a gaming historian who does um, who does like learning about old games, especially in the 80s. um, I would say, like, just I honestly, cool. you want to make a new console. That's great. But test the waters first and at least make a very a better version of an Intellivision console or a television mini with a bunch of games preloaded onto it and then test the market, see how well it does. Or just get your console out in the first place. Or, or that yes and don't attack people who are actively criticizing right. the console because that's what people did people had genuine criticisms but they weren't straight up saying you weren't they weren't saying the words like you are an idiot if you buy into this thing they're saying hey I don't think this console is going to work out very they're well being critical like X, y, X Y and Z but if it does cool Yeah, and then fanboys go out and just attack and I'm pretty sure H-Bomber guy got a lot of attacks Patney and have getting have getting vitriol for him for well over two years because of it. They'll be all right. Yeah, they'll be fine. But yeah, so
1: yeah, H guy put out that video. It's a two-hour-long <gasps> video. Incredible. Uh, real quick, we're gonna pause the video just so I can show that my two cats are the two of our cats are snuggling together. Oh. This is a this is a basement arcade exclusive. <laughs> oh. oh my god! I hashtag blessed y'all. That's so cute. That's, that's cute. But, love it. Uh, love sp- it.
0: Yeah, but speaking, but one more, but one last big story that I want to talk about. Yuji Naka got arrested for insider trading again. Wasn't it also arson for the first time? Uh, was it arson for the first time? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it was arson too. The Headline says Yuji Naka got arrested for insider trading again. I might have misread it. No, 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 uh, no. So I'm sorry. This time it's for insider trading again. Oh, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> arrested again for like this was this from the Polygon back in uh, October? Hmm. No, December. Update December seven, 2022. Incredible. Sonic creator Yuji Naka arrested again for insider trading. Um, how? How the mighty okay, not the how the mighty, but how people have fallen over the years. Yeah. Especially when you create. Like the only one who hasn't fallen from any sort of grace, I feel, is Shigeru Miyamoto. But then you look at the other creators who made some of the best video, some of the most iconic video games. Um KG or KG Inafune, he helped design and program Mega Man. He isn't technically the sole creator of Mega Man.
1: Castlevania!
0: Yeah, Castlevania, Konami. And then you also have, uh, yeah, Yuji Naka, who created Sonic, who helped, who was the head designer of or head game designer for Sonic the Hedgehog, mm-hmm. fallen so hard from grace with this. And KG and Fune, the same thing. He left Capcom under bad terms. No, tried Mighty Disney Number go. Nine. Mighty Number Nine didn't become wasn't a big success.
1: More like and Mighty Number Six Point Five out of Ten. Am I right? Exactly. Yeah.
0: And then you also, KJ, uh, Inafune is also trying to get into the NFT business by making
1: NF, Mega Man style, uh, robot masters as NFTs. Yeah, that, that one's a bummer. Sometimes I wonder if they actually know what they're what really it is instead of some like you know marketing guy going hey we're doing this art thing, you know because sometimes they get roped into yeah. it without knowing knowing better. I that's yeah. I just want to give them the benefit of the doubt for the NFTs. That's all. Yeah, because I know um, Yuji Naka. He moved, he went from Sega to
0: Square Enix because he was the head designer on, or he was at least one of the main guys, I want to say director, for um, Balan Wonderworld. Yep. Remember that dumpster fire? Yes, I do. But then there was a huge uh, myth between him and Square Enix about him not getting enough money or, but then the fact that he's committing crimes and he got arrested again, it's just hilarious. And and it wasn't just him. Two other, according to the article from Polygon, two other Square Enix employees were arrested a day earlier for the
1: same charges. Insider trading for Sonic the Hedgehog. He'd well, be Sonic would be so disappointed. Yeah.
0: But yeah, so he got arrested, and that is just
1: goddamn okay. What's the, the, the what, created... what's the is a gun? Is that the the company gun? Yeah. He G-man. got he got taken in by gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So those are the main news stories that I want to talk about or wanted to talk about. Lovely. Cool. Last quarter of news. Well, I think it's yeah. time to talk about all the games we been playing. All right. Sounds the good.
0: Video games.
1: All right. Well, we're going to start because we've all been playing uh, a bunch of different games, but also a lot of our lists are the same games. Uh, but we're going to start with Sparks's list and uh, we're just going to jump in. And talk about the first game that was on your list, my friend. What is it? What it's, is this one? It's the
3: Disney Mirrorverse, Ooh. the mobile game. <clears throat> That's still there. That's you're not going to see anything new with this uh, this footage necessarily. But um, oh, this there's is no just good, like a trailer. No, I was going to say there's no good trailer out for like the characters that they've added. But like, yeah. uh, d- importantly, during this last quarter came Kermit, um, who's a bard. He messes people up with his banjo playing. Oh, hey. um, they they did their own design on Kermit, which I thought was great. They also at the same time added Raya, which makes a lot of sense. Um, Olaf, the Beast, Peter Pan, and Cusco have all come to the game at this Kuzco. point. Cusco, yes, is Kuzco. he a llama?
1: Huh? Is he a llama? Uh,
3: no, he comes in as his uh, emperor form. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but he's he's pretty cool. Um, they. They've done a lot of good stuff. Like the design work on this game is exceptional. I played um, it. I played
1: it when it initially came out for a few months, and then I, I dropped it. But it's a good game.
3: Yeah. Um. I don't feel the need to do daily check-ins. Um. I can, but I don't feel the 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 need to. I don't feel like I'm punished by the game for not doing it. Yeah. Um. So I I check in for like the new character stuff. I'm trying to work my way up in leveling up some characters so I can take on the higher level events. Um. There hasn't been a new big like event expansion in the story yet yeah um i imagine that's coming after they roll out some more characters that they've been wanting to get out so probably sometime i think this year there will be a new story big big increase thing Mm -hmm. um but it's pretty good. Uh, like, it still remains a well-designed, I think, thoughtful Disney game. I think arguably the best of this style of Disney mobile stuff, they've done other things like Sorcerer's Arena and and other things that have been trying to capture the same kind of mode of Disney characters fighting each other. And I think that this one remains
0: the best. Hell yeah. Yeah, I know Ben's been interested in it but I don't think he's picked it up yet. No I have actually when I was back in July when I was homesick with COVID I was playing nearverse a lot actually nice. and um, I really did enjoy it. I just got to a part where I was I was stuck where my characters weren't as strong as they could be where it's like hey you can grind. It's either do you want to grind or do you want to just pay money to level up? Can you and find I, a Kermit? I, and I just kind of I kind of stopped but I will admit the designs of Mirverse are very good and it's really uh this game is really nice it's really like all the designs for all the characters are well done and I really love how they take the classic Disney the Disney characters and shift them in a way that makes it like it fits but at the same time it makes it so it's like I what I could see these characters duke it out in an alternate universe which is this is what this is Oh, my God, that's awesome. Kermit's wielding really his hand like a battle axe. That's hilarious. <laughs> I, I love Kermit so much. He was probably the
3: biggest surprise. I just didn't expect him to come to the game last year mm-hmm. um, or ever, generally. But uh, Kermit's a treat, a delight, um, made me like, reinvest in it in a big way. And they made them all, they, they really captured the personalities of these characters very well. Um, so I was very impressed with it. Yeah. Love it. I wanted to highlight that most importantly about Mirrorverse. It's still out there, it's still kicking, it's a mobile game I still think is worth doing. I hope that, um, we've talked about, like, Final Fantasy Ever Crisis coming out and stuff like that, I hope that that system feels as good as the, the, the kind of, like, maneuverability of the battle system to this kind of mobile game. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Not that it has to be the same, but I hope it feels
0: as good. Oh yeah, the designs in this game are, are so good. Oh yeah, yeah. Definitely. I remember when like action figures for some of these characters came out. It's like, what the hell, dude? They these? had the action
3: figures for like the first wave out for like a year and a half before the game released. They were so pumped about these designs. Um, I, ho- I honestly hope they release an action figure of this Kermit because I would buy this Kermit <laughs> as hell an yeah. action figure. I absolutely are they, would. Are they still releasing
0: action figures? They haven't. This? They haven't released anything past the first wave. Nah, boo. Yeah, Way have cool to wave after wave. Those are cool action. Those are cool action <laughs> figures. I kind of want one for myself. Actually, yeah, I love
3: that he does the, the arm wave thing. That's fantastic. I do yeah. like uh, I do like the Sully and Buzz Lightyear ones. They have oh, they look
1: really good. Oh yeah, I was using Sully on my team for a long time. Yeah,
3: uh, my current I, my current team is Buzz Lightyear, Tiana, and um, brrr, the,
0: the genie.
1: Oh yeah, I was using Scar for for the longest yeah. time. I,
0: I had Rapunzel. Rapunzel, I was leveling her up, and she uh beats the crap out of people with their frame pan. I think it's great. Yeah, I I use Genie as a tank and Buzz Lightyear's my range and Tiana's my healer. Uh, Merida's my range. Yeah.
1: Speaking of uh, 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 games featuring tons of characters from a franchise, why don't we talk about multiverses? Multiverses.
3: Now, Ben, you still haven't really jumped into this one either, correct?
1: Not really. That's okay. Jesus. Hey, the longer you wait, just the more characters there are, That's the so fun true to be had.
3: Um, I think what I wanted to spotlight about this is uh, I still haven't gotten, I haven't gotten to play this as much as I wish I had in the back half of the year, to be honest. Same. Because um, I, I more often than not find myself wanting to play with like you or anyone else who's playing like Marty, our friend. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that means that I didn't get to like really feel the full weight of what was available, but I did really enjoy the holiday variants that came out. Uh, towards the end of the year, they were really impressive skins. I really liked. Yeah, them. both
1: the Halloween and the Christmas skins. Yeah, were in insane, in, yeah. beautiful, spooky and and uh, holiday beautiful themed, uh, all within months of each other. Yeah, very expensive. You really got to earn them. You really got to play a lot to earn them. Right. Uh, but you could earn them, which was nice. Yeah. Uh,
3: I I really uh I really love the design of the game. It continues to be awesome. It's just wanting to play with friends more than just like wanting to fight other people and usually get my butt kicked yeah and uh, (laughs) as i
1: moved away from it a little too much uh and if you know if this is the first time watching a quarterly or we've you haven't heard us talk about it or you don't know much about multiverses it is a super smash brothers clone but it is the absolute best version of one of these i've ever played absolutely the the gameplay is top notch uh, it feels great to play, and the thing that is so incredible about the game is that every character uh, feels like who they should be and have the moves that they should have in a type of fighting game like this. And they're all unique. Every character is unique and does not feel like any other character. Uh, the move set is incredibly creative. I still think Tom and Jerry is like maybe the most creative fighting game yes. character in history for real, yeah. uh, because he Tom and Jerry are fighting each other in the match. They're not even like in the match themselves, like they are, but like they are fighting each other. So Whenever Tom goes to hit Jerry, you hit you hit like Batman, uh, and Jerry's trying to run away. It just it's it's incredible. It's really it's really fun, uh, and it looks great. Uh, all the I think again we mentioned earlier the battle pass is great. Uh, uh, every character that they add is super fun and weird like I never thought LeBron James would be such a fun character to play Mm. Uh, but like they added Marvin the Martian recently he's really cool Um, uh, you know they got like Rick and Morty and like Shazam uh, uh, Black Adam Wonder Woman all the DC folk Uh, oh my
3: gosh I wonder I wonder now that I think about it if they're gonna go in and have Rick and Morty redubbed by whoever the new person.
1: Oh yeah, in the future I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure that'll be that'll be an easy fix, yeah. Um but yeah, Multiverses is a is a great game and I know people love it. It's it's definitely a big hit in like the you know, the the ev- not Evo, but in the uh, uh the esports scene. Because uh, it it, it's a real fighting game. Like, it feels real great. And so, if, it just as good as Smash Brothers, honestly. Absolutely, yeah.
3: I, I don't think I've ever turned around harder on a game from, like, hearing about it to playing it. From announcement than, to playing than, it. Than this, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, where I thought this was, like, this is the worst, most garbage thing I've ever heard of. And yeah. then uh, it comes out, and it's like, oh, my God, it's exceptionally thoughtful about all of
1: its IP, and it plays good. Yeah, and, like, and and the the thought and, like, the the love uh, of of all of warner brothers like like you know you got shagsworth who was like you know shaggy's uncle as a character and you have like the black suited black suited superman and like russian bad man from red sun like all these great little all these great little things and like aria stark's a character that you can play as and it's voiced by uh um uh the Maisie, act- williams. Maisie williams thank you um and she plays great like it's just such a it's such a love letter to to like to Warner Brothers and their IP um, in a year where Warner Brothers is going through some really bad shit. Yeah, <laughs> in a in a year where Looney Tunes gets three hundred of its cartoons cut, uh, you got Bugs Bunny just kicking Superman's ass in this great fighting game. That's true. Yeah,
0: and also in this game's uh specifically kevin conroy is also
1: immortalized yeah and sure. he's, yeah and the fun thing is like you can you can pick any of the characters to be the voice for like you know like going to the map and like shoot your character and all that so like you can have superman or batman or you can have like zombie superman just going like and like that's just really fun it's a stupid and fun uh yeah great game and one of the best like free-to-play models you could have in a game very true i yeah. agree well next on your list my friend sparks it's a game we all love to play. Oh, it's Fortnite, yeah. boy. Talk about a game we all did not like to play when it first came out, and then switched oh. so hard. We've all spent probably hundreds of dollars at this point on the game. I was, <laughs> I wouldn't say hundreds. Do you buy the do you have the Fortnite Battle Pass? I do. Then that's yeah, the, that's yeah, four, yeah, f- yeah, then that's fifteen dollars a month. Then that means definitely done you are it. absolutely. No, uh, it's eleven.
0: Thank oh, you. It's okay, 11. T- okay.
1: Okay. 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 You've definitely spent at least a hundred and fifty. Listen, I'm I just saying. We've all done it, and I'm just I'm happy about it. Like I, you give me a good service, and I'll, I will gladly pay money for it. So a lot, a lot has happened in Fortnite since the last time we checked in. But like the
3: most recent stuff is the the addition of the the my hero characters, the new, the completely new map, brand spanking new. Oh, not yeah. not the other side of the island, but a completely reassembled island. Unreal Engine five. Unreal Engine uh, five. So the game looks a- incredible. One of the
0: best looking game, games ever, for real. The game looks so good. It's so crisp. It's so clear. And is it's legitimately a fun game to play. I remember, yeah, I was so, so not into Fortnite when this came out. Like I told you guys, I tried it, I did not like it, and then Fortnite just blew up in popularity. I became one of those old guys. like, oh, you dang cage you're yeah. Fortnite doing them Fortnite dances. Now it's just like,
1: no, I play Fortnite. Fortnite's effing fun. Really I is. I I was hundred percent the same way, and like, and uh, there was no real reason except for like it was popular and the kids were playing it, but like it became so popular because it's a great game. It's a, it's, it started like, I'm not a big fan of the building, which is again, one of the reasons I love this newer season because there's no more building. You don't need it. But like every single update is iterative and it, it it updates on it and it makes things better or it changes things that for, for the better. It's never, it never feels regressive. It always feels like they're adding something for the better. And now we're at a point where like, it's almost like a different game for the better.
3: Funny enough, funny enough. I think right now is the only time when they've made a change that I'm like, these are changes I don't like, which is right now what we're dealing with is um, I, I don't like the new, uh, our, our weekly event quests are kind of like more standard than they usually are. Oh, and they're a little boring. The Oathbound ones? Y- no, no, no the, the non-Oathbound ones, the ones we're getting regularly oh, get okay. every week. Oh, they're the ones like, where it's like, like shoot dudes. Yeah, they're they're much more plain than the weeklies usually used yeah, to I'll, be. Yeah, I'll agree with um, that. And yeah, the yeah. other thing is that they, for some reason, I can't possibly fathom, um, they remove the ability to change your look uh without going back to the lobby That's after true. a match is over yeah which is a change i hope does not stick around
1: i wonder if that was like a weird like uh uh just like a like a bug that they couldn't fix because sometimes they remove their yeah. new features yeah. uh like the sand tunneling a couple seasons ago and stuff like yeah that. so we'll
3: uh, hopefully yeah, i love the sand tunneling hopefully that'll come back around i i know i'm not the only person who's bothered who feels like a that the weekly events this season are kind of mid yes to take Ben's word um but yeah. also that uh the the not having the ability to change your outfit from the uh ready up screen yeah yeah is uh disappointing yeah. to fans so I think fortnite's pretty good at listening to them I th- imagine these things will be rectified in yeah. the near future yeah um but otherwise really enjoying the season uh the addition of the hammer so for the good. season
0: has been exceptional they brought back bones. the, hammer, oh. the mm. hammer is good I also like the augmentations that you can do yes the propaganda. augmentations Great new mechanic. Yeah, yeah, they give you—they're 100% random, and they also they give you buffs throughout as the the longer you survive in your match. And I think I'm pretty sure a few augmentations have saved me, like where I could reload my rifle faster. Oh or yeah, or hide in a bush and heal. Yeah, I I love feels really good. I love
3: the
1: balloons so much.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I would definitely and also <laughs> crossplay because I was able to play this with my friend Jeff when he was home for the holidays. And we, I mean, we just like popped. We just like popped on on Discord, like, or we just called each other, or put each other on speakerphone, and we were just talking through that, and we were playing together
1: and having an amazing time. It yeah. is, it is incredible that you can play this on Xbox, on PlayStation, on the Switch, on PC, on your phone, on, phone. on your phone, and all of us can play together, and it's the exact same experience, and it's right. still a hardcore, rock solid experience. That is, okay. I can't believe that. Now, this is definitely one of those games where
0: where Epic has definitely turned a live service model, but they made it into it's like, no, and even if you don't show up, like if you don't play for a little while, you still get good shit Mm -hmm. or you could still have chances to, to at least earn those battle point stars and, or, and get the rewards of the battle pass. Mm I think
3: very importantly, like why Fortnite works as a live service model is because the game is functionally what you make of it with what they give you. And so like you decide what, kind of game you're going into play like are you going to focus on uh event quests are you going to go try to kill the boss that they put into the map are you going to go play with the new stuff in an area are you going to try and really screw with other people um all these kinds of things are you just kind of going to wing it with your friends are you going to you know all this kind of stuff and so the game is what you make of it and i think that really works and not every live service
1: game can do that not every game can do that and i think i think it is one of the few examples where like Having the re- the robust amount of IP that they have means that it's accessible to anybody, literally anybody mm-hmm. like if you not. you might not like, like it's different if you don't like the gameplay. But like I like if you like if you like shooters, I think this is a really good shooter, right? Uh, I am having so much fun playing as the Doom
0: guy. Oh, yeah. Outside of Doom. And if like whenever I win or whenever we're loading screen we're waiting to go to the island, playing master of puppets. Yeah, yeah. I think that's just so
1: awesome. It's to do. it's like, it's it's everything. It, it is it is ever consuming in a way that like, that I don't feel that's like that's bad in a way that in other in other ways in other like mediums or or or, under different execution could feel really predatory. But mm. it is just skins. You are just yeah. like, hey, do you want to look like someone from your favorite TV show? Just give us a couple bucks, and you can do that. And right. that's that's yeah. that is all it's ever been, and that's right. what's so yeah. successful successful about. You don't it. have
0: you don't have to pay money to get better guns. You find them. You don't yeah. have to pay money to get better. You do that with practice. Yeah. You don't have to pay money to play the game. It's like, look, your your character's gonna look bland. If you want the fancy stuff, you gotta p- pony up the money. Yeah. But that's it. That's really if like someone, if someone has access to like an interconnection connection or a phone and this is the only game they could play and they're in this the only video game they have access to because their wall is so tight this is a fantastic experience i mean yeah it's probably a bummer scenes like hey buy the battle pass to do this it's like i can't do that but i can at least still do the thing i came here to do which is play a video
1: game yeah
2: mm-hmm.
1: and 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 speaking of that man like if you if you are broke and like i think fortnite like you it's it's 12 bucks for the battle pass right like the amount of updates this game gets which is sometimes like it's, it's i want to clarify it's 12 yeah. bucks if you're doing
3: the monthly subscription service yeah, yeah. it's 30 if you're buying the battle pass at bulk oh that's expensive yeah yeah because um, because you're buying it for the for like the whole month's run of yeah, the Battle Pass. Yeah. We pay a smaller fee because we're doing the Fortnite crew, which is a monthly payment. Mm-hmm. So it's baked into that instead and mm-hmm. broken down by months. But if you are buying the lump sum Battle Pass without
1: signing up for the crew membership, then yeah, it's about 30 bucks. That's all, that's, that's why you just want to get that. But that's like three months of play. Yeah, that's why you want to get that Battle Pass, though. Uh, and, and you get mm-hmm. stuff with it. But like the amount of updates that Fortnite gives you, sometimes it's like multiple times a week. Where it's, like, because, again, this game is so successful, like, there are millions of people playing this game every day. They need to be on top of their bugs and their servers. So it is Mm -hmm. always being updated. It is always, like, they're always on top of it. So, like, I always feel, like, no matter when I play this game, like, they're always looking out for me. Like, I don't have to worry about, like, waiting six months for this shitty bug to get fixed. Like, if something's wrong with the game... You can almost guarantee that by tomorrow it will be fixed. Right. Which is not something any other game can say. And the quality of life. Oh, the dirt bikes. The
3: dirt bikes are a great new addition. Um, The quality of life just keeps getting better. The visuals are incredible. The character models are exceptional. Uh, with the Unreal Engine, it, it's just what a treat to play at this point. I'm yep. so glad we were already into it before this point happened so that we can really be like, wow, I appreciate this so much. There's so many times playing this new season where I've been like, this is just incredibly pretty.
1: Yeah. Every time I we drop down, I look at like like the fidelity of all the trees, and I'm like, man, I, I can see every single leaf. That is, that, that is a good-looking cartoon tree. <laughs> right. That is. Yeah. Alright. Yeah. yeah. Fortnite Fortnite's- continues to be a
3: great time with friends. Speaking of good time with friends how about a game you play solo <laughs> <about a> <laughs> i play by myself uh yeah so godzilla battle line i is not a new game it's been out for a little over a year but it is a game i discovered in this last quarter um due to like other godzilla fans talking about it a lot on twitter and that kind of thing and i was like you know i've been hurting for a fun godzilla game mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and what I like about Battle Line is that you have to do a lot of strategy with how you lay out your monsters. It's all about um, knowing the patterns of what they do, who's ranged, who isn't, um, and how to counter those things. Uh, it has two main modes of play, which is rank battle and then events. Events take place about they start about halfway through the month and they go to the end of the month. And mm-hmm. that's every every month cycle. Um, and the events are interesting because the events make it so that you have access to every single thing in the game. Um, but that also means that they're at whatever level you would have them at. So you can be play with a thing you don't own, but that means it's at its lowest level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it's a way for you to engage with those things, kind of learn things about them, mess with them. Uh, it, it gives you like a lot of rewards for playing through events and for mastering events and just conquering each level of an event, which um it gets increasingly harder, but like the the base level of like the first 20 chapters in an event are always like pretty passable so it's a lot of good room for you to try out things Um, and it's really rewarding because then once you actually make those things part of your deck you have a better idea of what they do and what to prioritize oh, okay, I'm going to work on like leveling this thing up first because as the things get higher in level, it's much harder to level them up. You need more game pieces to do yeah, yeah, so. Yeah. So you have to be really thoughtful about what what is working for my strategy best? What do I want to feature the most? That makes sense. Um, yeah. And there's just a lot, there is a lot, of love for the entire franchise on here. Um, You're seeing right there in this video, if you're watching, it's the uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion skin color was on the screen for uh, Kiru, the the Mechagodzilla from the Tokyo SOS Uh, that that is the purple and green skin because they did an EVA event right around the time that I decided to hop in, which is great. So the uh, unit one is in here. The fifth angel is in here. Um, the Shin Ultraman event also happened last year, and so there's Shin Ultraman characters all over the place. Uh, they are a great time to play. um The video we're watching did a lot of editing visually, so I just want to say, like, the screen doesn't like no, jitter yeah. and move as I, much. No, this, this is like this the longest happening. video. No, for <laughs> sure, I get it. Um, uh, so it, it's really, really cool, and there's just like a lot of deep cuts to the lore. Um, a lot of really cute references and things like that um the train from Shin Godzilla the train bomb is a an attack that you have so the two trains will appear on tracks and come straight out of monster that you put it on um which is just a great nod there's so many things that function exactly as they do in the franchise it's just really really well thought out
1: yeah i i i it, the game wasn't for me but that's mostly because i play so many other games like this it wasn't it wasn't enough for me to want to continue playing cuz like i like Godzilla but not as much as my friends over here do uh and i was like how long do i have to play to get evangelion a little a little just a little too much for me um but it is it is definitely like again much like like a multiverse is like the love of of the, the toho monsters is there um and there's so many things and then when she showed me the shin godzilla bomb i'm like that's just creative that's just a creative thing yeah um,
3: I think it's a well-designed game. I think they've got it very balanced. I th- I think that strategy is important and it that shows, I think, how well they've thought through every single piece they added because you have to really think about what are my monsters capable of? How can they counter? Like, especially if you come up against, like, you want to have a pretty balanced team because <laughs> some people will prioritize all f- almost all flying monsters. Uh-huh. Because every once in a while, someone else will have prioritized almost all monsters that can't do anything to flying. And then they're just wiped. So you want to have like a good balance of being able to deal with whatever's thrown at you. Um because that was definitely a mistake I learned early on is I didn't realize I was sitting with a deck that had, like, one monster that could deal with flying, and I'm like, oh, this is a mistake. Yeah, you gotta build
1: your deck better. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, exactly. Um, so it's a lot of, like, trial and error, uh, but I, I find it a very rewarding experience. It is one that I do feel puts a lot of pressure on to, like... Either play every day or spend money on it. Oh yeah. Um, and I and I will admit that I think like that that part of it is kind of a bummer that that feels like just because like to level up your monsters it either takes a lot of work or it takes a lot of like buying coins to do so. Yeah. Um, and I I think that is a little tough. I don't like the gotcha mechanics of it, but I still think the game is really well thought out. I think it's the best Godzilla mobile game that I've played, and I've played a few. Yeah. yeah. Um. I think this is the most well thought out of all of them. That's good. Yeah.
1: Moving on from Godzilla to... More monster. More Godzilla. More
3: Godzilla. <laughs> so, Gigabash uh, came out. We've talked about this. Oh, I want to play this um, so Because we said this looks really great. Uh, like Power Stone mixed with um, the the old school Godzilla Melee and that and that kind of beat. Yeah, up. the GameCube ones. Yeah, too. exactly. Um, so, Gigabash came out. It came out to really great reviews, really wonderful reception. And I was hearing about it. And then... Uh, on top of hearing about that at about the same time, I was hearing that, oh, we're getting Godzilla DLC. And because I found out about that, I was like, oh, snap. OK, I got to download this. Um, so I jumped in on Gigabash when it went on a quick sale. And it is a ton of fun. The way that you work with environments, Yes, we got the Godzilla characters. The Godzilla characters are Godzilla. Uh, really refreshingly, Gigant Destroya, and Mechagodzilla. I, I was shocked that I wasn't in there, but pleasantly surprised. I love Destroya. Um, destroy is awesome um, look how big he all is of he the characters, the snail. all of the characters have been realized incredibly well so he's in his giga form um, because all the all the kaiju in gigabash um, they start you can uh, by doing damage and collecting things around the environment Oh, you'll, you'll power up and transform into a more large and powerful version of yourself and they can do that too if they collect enough things Um, I love Gigan Gigan's awesome I love you he has has exceptional moves Um, I think also all their original kaiju are are really fun I've dabbled with most of them Um, they're really cool they they've really thought through a lot of fun stuff to this uh, real quick is there a kaiju movie coming out this year yeah, the new Godzilla is supposed to come out this year. Okay.
1: We're gonna have a we're gonna have a month a basement arcade month where we play all the monster games. Cause I have War for the Monsters on my PlayStation. We got Gigabash. I can definitely get a Godzilla game on my PC. Yeah. I want to play all these games because this looks awesome.
3: Yeah, uh I, I'm excited to um get you guys into Gigabash. Uh, certainly like we've we've threatened a lot that we want to do like a, a Fight Night focused uh gameplay pause uh basement arcade. Yeah. And uh Gigabash would definitely be on that list because it is so well crafted for a kaiju fighting game. It's so well thought out. The way that you interact with environments. It's fun. It's funny. Um, the way uh, that these characters are designed and the way that the story rolls out. You
1: team rocket them away. That's awesome.
3: It's it's uh it's such a good time. Um oh, and yeah. they brought so much love to the Godzilla characters that I I think is just uh, exceptional. I love his cool. horn
1: sword. Yes, uh, and
3: then uh, Destroy brings out his little destroyers and everything. It's 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 so good. Um I and people are correct like uh, as a fan of power stone um feeling that sense of like the way you move around the environment in terms of the camera i really feel it and i love it um those original kaiju again uh, you'll probably see some of them still here in the video Love they're, they're so cool um, the, the dynamics of play are so solid <gasps> oh my I, god
1: his snail back turns into a mouth yes that's wicked Yes. So,
3: so all of it's just a really good time you have to be really uh, thinking about the different environments because a lot of different things can happen like um, a volcano can erupt and really change what's happening on the environment a river can flood um, all kinds of different things can <gasps> occur to make you have to rethink what you're doing on the environment it's not ultraman it's it's not ultraman but it's 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 not jaguar um yeah it's it's a ton of fun um i'm i'm very pleased that this exists i'm very pleased that it's being received so well and so um the godzilla update only came out just a little bit ago there are more updates to come which means we're going to get more kaiju maybe some license maybe some not but like it's gonna be worth it. I think in the next like two years, this is gonna be a really beefed up roster mm-hmm. uh fighting game and a ton of fun to play. It's oh, yeah. I, I'm excited to play it with friends because I have that's the only thing I haven't really done with it yet.
1: Yeah, this game looks uh
3: look, looks sick as hell. Ben, we can't hear you.
0: Uh oh. Uh Ben, any thoughts on Gigabash? Yeah, I just wish it. <laughs> 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 I remember that we this one, the trailers for this game coming out and I wanted it because it looks great. It's like a kaiju fighting game. And now because I was like, man, too bad they didn't get the Godzilla license. Well, now that they did, Godzilla looks awesome. And I'm like and I was looking up on my the PlayStation app on my phone and the base game is like thirty five bucks and the Godzilla pack is ten dollars. So forty five dollars for a whole game plus the DLC is actually not that bad if you think about it yeah it's an it's an indie game so it's not it's not
1: 70 dollars base no. yeah
3: i think it's i think it's very fairly priced for what you're getting to be honest yeah. um and i i think it's worth it if this is something you want to play um and i'm super excited for like definitely sometime later this year we'll all play it together i think it'll be a ton of fun yeah. um
0: it's it's devastatingly cool yeah. I remember you saying that it was on sale during the holiday season and I kind of at myself that I missed buying it because I did say it's like, oh, cool, Gigabash, I got to get that game and I missed it. So hopefully this game will go on sale again soon, sometime in the future. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it will. But it's on my wish list, and actually, I do have a PlayStation Plus gift card that I got for my birthday that I need to use. So well, there
3: you go. There we go. So right, right yeah. around the time that the Godzilla stuff came out, they did say that, um, you know, they're very excited for the stuff they want to bring in 2023. So I'm just, I have no idea what that's going to be, but I'm very excited about it. Gamera. Um There's implication that there are going to be more licensed characters, but also I think we're going to get some more original stuff from them as well. I love it. Yeah,
0: well, me too.
3: Speaking of
1: liking it oh god it's time so oh we're, my god so uh sparks yeah you have marvel snap on your list real quick if you're watching the video version this is a uh a youtuber i love to watch the name snapster he's a fantastic oop i didn't mean to do that he's a fantastic uh uh streamer uh so we're just gonna watch one of his games while we talk over it marvel snap sparks
3: yeah oh uh i i mean like i'm playing it but you're the king of it um i the it's very funny because Marvel Snap came out about the same time that I discovered Godzilla Battleline, so I kind of got wrapped into two mobile games at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and one dominated me more than the other, but it doesn't mean that I've loved this one any less. I think Marvel Snap is exceptionally cool. Um, it's super well thought out. It feels so good to play. You got dogs going off. Okay, uh, <laughs> but it's uh, a really, really, really good card game um and it's so simple and so easy to pick up i've had friends uh who just love card games but you know aren't like marvel obsessed they're marvel familiar like they watch the mcu but that's about it um and they're knowing all these new characters from the comics and everything because they are very into this card game yeah uh,
1: it, yeah you it, go for it, it is uh it is exceptional like it is truly an exceptional video game slash card game like if this were made just into like if this were marvel's card game It would be, like, my new favorite card game. Uh, But the fact that it's digital, uh, uh, they put so much love and care into each of the cards. They're all voiced. They all have animations. Every time you upgrade your card, it gets a new look, a new animation style. Uh, It breaks out of the border, so it's 3D. Uh, And then there's, like, prestiges. So you you max it out all the way, and then you get a new version of it that looks different that you can max out to get a new version of it. So, like, it makes you want to upgrade the cards you love. It has... If you love comic book art, it has all the art that you'd want. It has so many different variants. Um, the progression system for a, like a battle pass game is incredible. Uh, it's a ten dollar battle pass, and the, the 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 season lasts for like a couple months. Um, and you get like you get cool cards, you get great variants, It gives you tons of uh, stuff. So like you are you are getting new cards by buying in, but you it's only one. It's like it is the season pass like card um and then you can build like decks around it and, and again if you don't have that specific card it's not like uh you're you're worse at the game it's just one card in a in a, an infinite amount of of cards not infinite but you know there's hundreds of cards um it is six it is uh six turns and you get one energy per turn. There are some cards that let you get more or less, but it is a six turn game. So uh, you can play a game in one to three minutes. It's incredibly fast, but every game can feel like life or death because of how quick it is. Uh, You could be winning a game so hard, so hard, uh, in turn five, and then one card will ruin your entire life in turn six. Mm-hmm. And it is so fast and so good. And there's so much synergy between the cards. There's so much um, uh, like attack and defense that you can do. You can build decks around the craziest combos that you would never think possible. Um, it is. It is like the. It is the most simplified version of something like a Magic or a Hearthstone, something like that. It, the guys who made Hearthstone, one of them came over to make this game, uh, and it shows. But it is it is just so well made. And the fact that it is Marvel, you know, my bread and butter, um, it makes, it just like, it's incredible. And like, uh, uh, it just, all the updates are great. They keep adding new cards also for free. Um, uh, and you don't have to spend a single, a single cent if you don't want to, and you will still unlock tons and tons of stuff. Again, you are paying for, uh, mostly variants and like one, one seasonal card, uh, which I do believe you actually can earn later randomly through the collection process, um, after the season. I'm pretty sure that's true. Yeah. So, it is a really, really well-designed battle pass system game that I really love. I play it almost every day. Um, the variants rotate out every week, every day. So you know, like you have to earn gold to buy these variants, and there's at least always one that I really, really want to get. Um, it's so good. I'm thinking about streaming it myself soon, just because I love playing it <laughs> and like it, it, it. It's so fun, and it's like every every single three minute match feels like it feels just as good as you know a twenty minute card game. Um, it just I love it so much so great yeah ben you got to get on it because what they're introducing the the play the pvp mode soon where you can play against our friends and like i am gonna be i just want to play everyone all the time everywhere everything all at once
3: i don't ever want to play you (laughs) (laughs)
1: listen the the great thing about the thing about it is like you i have like 15 decks that i've made just so far you i don't know how many you can i hope you can have 99 but you can make so many types of variant decks where like i make decks that aren't particularly well-made but they're like themed in a way that are like like an x-men deck like the x-men themselves don't synergize well but i have a deck full of x-men cards because i want one of those so i'll play that deck just to play it and i won't win often but i get to play with all my homies and that makes me happy so like you know everything's possible uh i just won't use the best deck that has wong because wong is the best character uh in that game yeah i'm
3: i'm really thrilled that
1: this is here i think it's
3: it's just a very very good game um Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i'm I, I My favorite thing about it, to be honest, is the fact that like it's it's a mobile uh, kind of you should they want you to engage with a daily card game, but they yeah. don't make you feel like you're punished for not. Yeah. And they don't make you feel like you have to pay to win
1: and or all the, to pay to play. Yeah. And all the dailies are relative like they're the seasonal quests which are a lot harder you know just like in any any like game that like takes they want you to play for a long time to earn the big stuff but the daily quests like play one one cost cards play five one cost cards that's hella easy like play uh, you know uh win a location with with all four cards at a location that's all of them are really easy to do so like it incentivizes you to play like hey we know these are easy to get you knock them out we'll give you a bunch of stuff and come back tomorrow and do it again and again, the gameplay is so good, I don't mind doing that. I will never mind doing that. Right. Uh, I, this game is so good, and it's it started at, like, a nine. I don't know how it can get any better. Like, it just, like, and much like a Fortnite, like, they will find ways, because it started at a great spot. So, uh, yeah, Marvel Snap. Speak. Let's snap into the next game we're going to talk about. Marvel, still worth the Marvel games, baby. Marvel Uno Ultimate. Yeah. So
3: um, this is really cool. Yes. And uh, I'm I'm really excited about it. So my wife bought this on a whim. And uh, what it is, is that you're playing Uno... But the way they've designed it is that everybody has their own individual decks. So you are playing as your character and with your character's deck. So like you choose to be Black Panther or Thor or Captain Marvel or Iron Man. Um, And then you are playing Uno but there's also a danger deck that is created out of your collective decks. And that danger deck has these obstacles and opponents that are catered to your character and the other characters at the table. So you're not supposed to mix in like danger cards from other decks because it might unbalance the game. They've made it so that it works in tandem very well, so there's a lot of good give and take between what can happen randomly in the game and what won't. Um, and so you never feel like you're being unfairly treated. It's a
1: fairly well-balanced game. Ben, have you played I know you've played Uno. Have you played the game Here to Slay? Uh, yeah, I have. It's I love Here to Slay. It's, one of my fa- I introduced Sparks to that game, actually. Th- this game is Uno meets Here to Slay. Because you are, fa- you are fighting enemies uh, uh, not that that's like the core of the game, but that is one of the things you're fighting enemies because they, they hurt you if you don't beat them up. Uh, yeah. It's kind of like, yeah.
3: It's, it's basically the same way you play Uno uh, to win. The only thing is now because you have your own personal deck, part of what happens because of the enemies and other players in the game is that you end up doing what's called burning through your character deck. So Ooh. instead of getting to play the cards, you're having to get rid of how many cards you have to pull from. And if you run out of your personal deck, you're out of the game. Um, oh. So yeah, it's really really cool. Um, there's a lot of uh, fun angles they've taken to incorporate the powers of the heroes or the villains and what they do. Um, they
1: they've really made each deck feel like it's catering to what you're doing. Like and a, it's really cool. One of one of the when I was playing with with a bunch of people, uh, somebody was playing as a Scarlet Witch, and one of her cool abilities is like, okay, you can only play odd number cards this turn, this round until it comes back to me, or you can only play wild cards. You can only do this uh, yeah. to really like mess with people and like make them have to draw cards or stuff like that. While I was playing as Iron Man, every time we did a specific thing, you would have to burn a card. So you would go through your deck really, really fast. So like, there are really cool character specific abilities uh, and like it, it, while just playing Uno, you're still just doing, you know, the color thing and wild wow, and plus four reverse skip. But like there's a fun flair to it now.
3: Yeah. So this just came out uh, last year in 2022. Um, they have already added several expansion add on decks. So there are the core four we've already talked about here. Captain Marvel, Iron Man, Black Panther, Thor. They've also added Miles Morales, Peter Parker, um, Dr. Strange. Hulk, Doctor Strange, Scarlet Witch and miss marvel yes uh next year we do know our next ones they are releasing a second four core pack just like this initial starting one that contains captain america black widow hulk and shuri
1: nice um Mm.
3: yes so it's really really cool uh i highly recommend if you're a fan of uno and a fan of marvel this is a great new i think this is the most inventive new take on how to mess with uno yeah rather than just like adding in a new rule it's really changed the way that the game functions but once you get it it's Pretty easy to pick up and just go. Yeah. S- all right. Definitely looks interesting. I'll have to
1: give this a shot. Yeah, uh, I'm excited for you to play it, Ben. So I know. So the next game, I know. Well, we won't be putting a skip card on. It's called God of War Ragnarok. Yeah. yeah. So um, I'll. I'll say like I can't
3: say a ton here because I'm still in the midst of playing this game. Uh, you two have already beaten
1: it and there is released a, a review there on is this a channel. basement arcade available. Yeah. If you want a full spoilers uh, take, but like we want our friend Sparks to talk about it still. Yeah, and I'll yeah. I'll probably
3: do by the time we do our next quarterly I'll have finished the game for sure. So, I will give my like final thoughts on it in a quick non-spoilery way. Mm-hmm. Um, I really really like it. God of War's is awesome. how, how far are you in? Um, I am probably it's if I think it's like 14 15 hours now. Okay. Um and uh I've reached the point where like Ryan and I have talked about this uh, uh off the podcast where I am agreeing with him that I think they've crammed too much narrative into this game. Um, while I am enjoying a lot of it, I think that the pacing of it has uh, slipped away from them a bit. And I wish that uh, from what I'm understanding and what I'm already feeling that they had uh, left this as a trilogy rather than trying to slam two games into one, which I imagine is much the take of others uh, from just talking with you and then knowing you guys did your review. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still think it's an incredibly fun game to play. I'm super engaged with it. I love the world, I love the narrative. The gameplay is still rocking. Yep. Um, I really like the stuff we've done with Atreus. Uh, getting to play as Atreus, that's a small spoiler, but like when you get to play as Atreus, I think they've done a lot of really inventive things uh-huh. that I'm enjoying doing. Um, but the narrative stuff is is what I'm coming here for, and I think the narrative stuff has still been working for me so far and driving me to keep playing the story um, as much as I have been. Uh, do you guys want to say anything about your experience with God of War Ragnarok? Uh, uh, I'm, sure. well, I'm
1: sure there are some people who <clears throat> either haven't played it or haven't finished it. Who haven't watched our review? Who might still like our yeah. impressions? So yeah. I'm like, I, it is a game I really enjoy. But like, when I when I look at it right next to 2018's God of War, I'm like, uh, for me, I was hoping for more of a sequel as opposed to just an iterative next step, um, because uh, I I think I made the mistake of of playing God of War for a couple hours on PS5, the 2018 with the with the 60 FPS 4K. Because I can God of War now looks like Ragnarok does. So now I have that original game with the looks of Ragnarok. So like I got that perfect game and I just don't. I think this game's trying to do a little too much. Um, and I do think it is a detriment to try to finish the saga in one game because it pushes and pulls in all the wrong directions. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. How I feel.
0: Uh, I absolutely love this game. I absolutely adore this game. I have I will say the beginning is a little bit slow. But once the once once the, the narrative starts cooking and you just keep going and it just does, it is a constant roller coaster, it does not stop. The more realms I unlocked, the more I got to explore was fantastic. Even the post-game stuff is still very fun. It's very there this is a meaty game. There is a lot of stuff going on in this game. Oh yeah. And I absolutely adore it. I I do think that maybe this turning into a trilogy instead of a duology would have benefited greatly. But I still love this game. I still had a fantastic time playing this game and we did a whole review on it. Definitely go check that out. But man, this game is so much fun, guys. It is it was like it was like, yeah, I'm back. I'm in got a war, baby. Yeah,
3: mm. I, I, it still leaves me with that itch to want to keep playing it and go back. So, you know, there, there's obviously still good stuff working here.
1: Absolutely. Well, guys, we're going to leave the fantasy realm behind and we're going to go to the future. Future.
3: All right. So a free Uh, free to play game came out uh, while we were away for this quarter. And I I finally got Ben to sit down and play a little bit with me. Um, Mm -hmm. And so we've played a couple matches of Gundam Evolution.
1: How is Gundam Overwatch? (laughs)
3: uh (laughs) steep it is it is a steep learning curve uh really yes uh uh, because every model of gundam as it rightly should be is totally unique it takes a lot of like you you need to spend some time figuring out who do you want to be And what do you want to do? And then hoping that you have that character when you get in the match Mm -hmm. Um, and and specialize in what you can specialize. And even then, like there's a lot of the other players are tough Um, and they already know what they're doing or they've already unlocked on Gundams that you haven't that like are are devastating. Mm -hmm. Um, Like the unicorn Gundam. Yes, exactly. Like the unicorn Gundam. Um, it's really, really cool though. Uh, I, I really like for a free to play game, the, uh, thoughtfulness and love on display for the Gundam franchise, even with my limited knowledge is clearly impressive because they've really thought through every single individual Gundam, how it should look, how it should move, what it should do, what its ability should be. Um, and it's, it's sending off awesome. so much love and references to the franchise. Uh, it's hard not to want to love this game. Um, I won't say I'm
1: there. I want to be, but this I need of, to get better at it. This looks kind of like a Transformers multiplayer game, if I'm being honest, because the dude just turned into a jet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That that's
3: the uh, the the Gundam that releases the gun tank or for um, Cybertron. The gun
1: um, yeah. tank. Yeah,
3: yeah. Um, it's it's really really cool. I think if you actually pull up the the evolution intro, it'll actually go through like every single unit that's available in the game at this moment. Um, it's so, so cool that they've done this. Um, it's it's very, very well thought out. I think that it's just a matter of that, not that the game is uh, failing me, but I'm failing the game right now, and I need
1: to get uh, find my right mode and get it mastered. The right character. And then I'll be okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just, yeah. I mean, honestly, just like any character action game, yeah, you gotta find the right one that, that fits you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, when we were playing this, I was like, this feels a lot like, gundam overwatch and i'm not saying that as a bad thing yeah um but definitely that first match that sparks and i were into it was rough (laughs) (laughs) it was it was rough and then i finally got to play as the rx 78 too like the original mobile suit gundam and i was like okay i'm getting better i'm doing better at this but i i'm still i'm probably gonna play a few more matches definitely play a few more matches with sparks see if i if this is a because this is a free-to-play downloadable game um you do, it doesn't cost anything to play it, but it does cost to, like... I mean, you have to either grind or spend money to get the level ups you need to open to unlock certain mobile suits, like the Unicorn Gundam, the Exia. Yeah, and, and it has a battle levels. pass system. Yeah, there's a battle pass system to it.
3: Yeah. Um, uh, again, like, a, a kind of similar to multiverses. so, like, it's a pretty good model that there's, there's a decent chunk of free um, and then paid uh, benefits. Mm-hmm. Your free benefits are a lower tier, but they're still there. Um, and... it it makes me want to invest in it. So Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that that'll pay off later this year uh, because I, I really, I really want to love it. I want to love it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, me, me, Me too.
1: Speaking of love sparks, that's the end of your, your section. It is the end of my section. Speaking of love, Ben, you know what you could put it up too he he put um only 25 hours in only the length of full length games in elden ring but he still he could he could put the, the ring it was up. still it was still you know my game
0: of the year as well hell yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah what have we not said about elden ring that has been said i think about it every day yeah uh elden ring is it's fantastic sparks even you can't see it but sparks gifted me the books of knowledge volume one the strategy guide for elden ring and just even flipping through that i'm like i kind of want to pop elden ring again there was a gentleman at my work who just got a ps5 Mm -hmm. and we were talking about playstation he was like oh what do you recommend what do you recommend and the first thing i said was elden ring yeah and i was like dude if you get elden ring let me know I'll play it with you. There's co-op. You can get the co-op right off right out of the gate and I can play with you. We can explore the Lands Between together. I'll be leveled down so it's not so you can still get a challenge and I'm just like and just like talking with him about possibly going back and him playing Elden Ring and us going into Lands Between together and essentially me playing the game again. It kind of gets me like I kind of want to like Think yeah. I think I kind of wanna. Yeah, Ben. I, I know I, what.
1: Now that I have the strategy guide, I could like go look through. It's like, oh, I know where. Really, the strategy guide I have it for the maps. Ben, <laughs> the again, map like maps. if we if we lived in a different universe where we had uh, a diff, didn't have opposing work schedules, like we would have already done an Elden Ring playthrough together. <laughs> oh god yeah <laughs> we probably would have like replayed this game we probably we would have made like we would have done a themed character but we're like two of of some like anime or comic nonsense like you yeah, see have, that that's the kind of shit I would have jumped in on yeah th- me this drag. would have this would have happened but you know time time yeah. time is, even
0: is, I told yeah. myself if I were to play Elden Ring again I would pro I would definitely be a wizard swordsman I would stuff. instead yeah. of me just doing the pure strength build that I was doing yeah I would definitely
1: be a more magic based build because I want to try the magic stuff that's exactly what I, w- I wanted us to do. Like the opposite. I wanted me to be pure physical and you pure magic and then see how that All works. Right. Cause that's yeah. like, that would have been like not what we're used to. And that would have been fun. That would have been fun. That would have been fantastic. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, we've, ta- oh. we've man, we really have talked about Elden Ring. Like if you play video games, you know about Elden Ring, I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. We've talked so much about Elden Ring <laughs> and I
0: was not kidding when I said Elden Ring was in my PlayStation at the end of February of last
1: year and did not leave until I got, got a war that's that's a long time yeah um yeah we put out two two videos at the end of the year and again the game came out in february yeah Yeah. i i said this on uh on the regular podcast but i put 700 hours on my playstation and one third of that was elden ring i put yeah i put 233 hours in elden ring and that's like that is truly unfathomable for what can be considered a single player game i have put about 170 or 190
0: some hours i'm like 199 i'm just under 200 hours in the elden ring and that's with me playing with you ryan that's me playing with a friend of the show grayson him a little bit yeah well that's me playing with sparks for a hot 2nd That's me playing with my little brother
1: Or and that's just just me playing the game because i want to play it and the best thing damn on the best thing about it is uh our experience is not over because there is some time this year we will be getting dlc oh and the thing about FromSoft is like they at least f- since the dark souls era they always put out big awesome hardcore uh uh story dlc stuff uh oh, yeah. that's extra challenging and extra cool and gives you just the coolest armor the coolest weapons but you're to like oh you thought the first part of the game was hard welcome to the part where you just paid extra to die more yeah <laughs> and i'm like i'm so excited because like ben did you when you played bloodborne did you do the the dlc Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the, so, like... I I told you, I told you the first time I met Maria at the Astral Clock Tower, I beat her my first try. Yeah, yeah, that, they, I do, I honestly think FromSoft has some of the best DLC, like, the coolest characters and coolest stuff, so, like, I am so excited to see, like, what, what they'll do with Elden Ring. They have amazing characters,
0: amazing monsters, God damn those (laughs) lobsters. It's
1: a giant lobster, it's so dumb. I (laughs) hate those
0: lobsters, oh god. I cannot tell you, what, especially the subterranean Shunning Grounds, when I'm in there trying to get to the dam, uh, oh, with the with lobster. the pipes, yeah, yes. When I was trying to get to the dam, uh, caverns, the cat, the, the the catacombs, so I could do that catacombs quest, and it was like these freaking lobsters. I'm like, next time I go somewhere, I'm going to order the lobster and I'm <laughs> going to eat it. I am going to enjoy.
1: I'm playing it. I'm like the lo- I'm killing lobsters. So I'm like, I will eat your famine. Uh, uh, dinner for three at Red Lobster tonight please yeah Um Pretty much yes uh, I, I described Elden Ring as like the, the the best Dungeons and Dragons game not made by Wizards of the Coast because like again you can create any type of fantasy archetype you want you want to be big sword man big magic man a mix of both Uh uh, any type of weapon any type of magic you know fire, ice, thunder dragon turn into a dragon like just anything your heart desires you can be it you can do it you know if you can dream it you can live it Uh, and just, like, my favorite thing in video games is giving, giving you, uh, the freedom to do what you want. That's why I love open world games. I love RPGs. That's, like, my, again, that's my bread and butter. Uh, when you give me the ability to do what I want, I will, I will feast. And I have never played a game in my life that let me feast more than Elden Ring. Um, and not, again, not every game needs to be like this, but also, like, I... No, not many companies can do what they do with Elden Ring. Because I've played open world games as big as Elden Ring that had one tenth of the content, where it's just giant open open fields because they could do it. And that's not that's not the type of open world game. I don't want to play those anymore. I played those ten years ago. Too many of them. That's half of an Assassin's Creed games these days. Hmm. Elden Ring. Yeah. Any other it's words Elden- on a, on Elden Ring?
0: It's game of the year for a reason. It's just it's a- fantastic for a reason.
1: Just thinking
3: about it and looking at all the footage, I'm like, oh, I want to play it again. But there's right. so many other
1: things coming up. But said, you, know. you, you 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 ring the bell and you know we'll be there. Speaking of speaking uh, of being there, <laughs> Ben, I've only been here. Yeah. F- I've only been here for one hour, but I know you put significantly more hours into. Oh, yeah, I I got some time
0: into Pokemon Scarlet and to okay, so I have Pokemon Scarlet, but I'll, when I refer to him from here on, I'll refer to it as Scarlet and Violet because you know two different versions. Uh, Ryan has violet I have Scarlet which is good so we can get some region specific Pokemon almost like it was done on purpose almost like it was done on purpose (laughs) exactly Um, I will say this is bugs aside I really enjoy this game I really think that this is the right uh, this is a step in the right direction for what Game Freak and for actually no Game Freak because Game Freak is the one who really developed this game game freak this is a step in the right direction for game freak of what to do with future pokemon games making mm-hmm. it so you can go out of your way or you, there's multiple it's not like your standard you beat the gym you fight the boss and then you do a legendary it's none of that it's like tr- like right from the get-go it's like the you do a stu- uh, stuff in the tutorial you go to class for a
1: hot second paldeia is your oyster most pokemon games are, are are path driven like they're there yeah. there's no room for exploration like it is obviously you can explore but you can't go anywhere you want no this one you could go anywhere you want unfortunately the game doesn't level scale
0: with you which is a problem so you can go to like the top of the mountain to the most strongest gym leader and they throw out like a level 50 something and you have your level 12 flake cocoa and you're like i'm in trouble yeah well that's how you learn but the cool thing is, if you catch Pokemon under level twenty-five, even if you don't have the badges for it, they will still listen to you because you've raised them. At that point, you've raised them, and you can uh, you still use them in the harder gym in the in the harder gyms. Should you decide to go that route, yeah. Um, finding wild Pokemon is actually fun. They pop up everywhere, like in uh, Pokemon Let's Go, Pokemon Legends Arceus, and. Finding them and seeing how many there are and actually shiny hunting, I feel, has become a lot easier. Oh, now. yeah. Because you could see, because I actually caught my first wild shiny in Scarlet. It was a shiny Oikoloni, which is the evolved form of Lechonk. It was just walking <laughs> around with you. I'm like, why Le- are Le I
1: love Le- yeah. I love Lechonk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... I mean, yeah, there are bugs. There are still some problems with, with the Pokemon games that I don't want to f- completely forgive Game Three for. But I will say the game as a whole is a step in the right direction. Yeah, it's still fun. It's still fun, challenging these super, like this Titan Pokemon. Hell yeah! Right early in the game, the new Pokemon look great, and they and with Scarlet and Violet, they finally crossed a hundred or not a hundred, a 1, thousand different type of Pokemon. A lot.
1: Yeah, I uh, again, I've only put an hour in, but like I immediately could tell. Uh, I was gonna dig this game. I mean, yeah, I can get over the bugs because then this isn't, this isn't, I'm not playing Call of Duty. Like, it's, uh, it's a little slow, it's still, it's still a turn based combat system, right? So I'm still doing that. Um, The open world is, it it looks nice. It looks fun. It's not gonna say it's like gorgeous, but it's a a great looking game. It it looks really great. It's got a good art style. Pokemon's always had a great art style. The Pokemon being in the world themselves is such a game changer. I didn't play the last one that did this, but Pokemon being in the world is such a game changer. And again, like being able to see shinies, I don't know if I've ever caught a shiny in my life, Ben. Any Pokemon, I don't know if I've ever, in my life, uh, because I've never really cared. And it's like one in one million, it's like one in 1,000 or whatever. It's crazy. Have you played uh, Heart, Gold, Soul, Silver, Gold,
0: Silver, Crystal? Nope. Never, yeah, because the I play the originals. All right, because in Gold, Silver, Crystal, there is a chance for you to get an automatic shiny, oh. and that's with the with, that's the red Gyarados. That's with the Gyarados and the lake.
1: Oh, punch. I think you still you even get that in the regular the regular Gold too. You got a red Gyarados. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. No, in Gold,
0: Silver, Crystal, Heart Gold, Soul Silver, because that part is part of the story. You have to fight the red Gyarados. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Can't catch him. And I actually caught him when I played. I'm like sweet because that was the only shiny i had for the longest time was my red gyarados and i thought oh he's just a regular red gyarados i never knew that there are other there's such a thing called shiny
1: pokemon yeah, yeah. and that
0: was only able you could only do that thanks to the game boy color so you could see the different color the colors because that's what a shiny is it's a different coloration
1: yeah, yeah yeah um i uh uh again I'm, I'm still so early but it is still a pokemon game but like um the the quality of life improvements is so great like uh once you fight a pokemon the next time you fight them, it'll tell you if your moves are effective or not against them. That's such just a nice, easy thing because I'm not gonna remember every every single, especially now that there's so many new types of Pokemon. Like I'm not gonna remember like the Steel and the Fairies. Like I don't, I don't have all that ingrained in my brain. Like what what everyone's I, allergic to. I,
0: I've been playing Pokemon for twenty five years. Yeah. Over well, close to thirty years now because that thirtieth anniversary is creeping up on us really mm. quick. It's true. And uh, I can still say I have a a I play with a cheat sheet. That, no, see, that's fine, though. Like, I, look at I have a cheat sheet on my phone that I pull up. I just look at the type of edges Then I'm like, oh, cool. I because I Forget what the type are. I mean, obviously you got the obvious ones, but yeah, the like, water
1: and fire. Ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I forget. So like, what's fairy weak against? Fairy is weak against uh steel and poisons. So like, Why oh, is it cool. weak against steel? What the hell? Is the, what, what does that make any sense? Because um, because in, in in myth, fairies are weak to iron. They can't hold
1: iron. So oh, steel. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Okay. The Witcher has to kill monsters with steel swords. Whatever. That's fine. Um. Yeah. But yeah, the the also the thing that I really really like is the auto battler. So you can grind uh you oh, can grow, yeah. it, you don't get nearly as much experience, but you don't have to uh you don't have to fight a hundred Pokemon in a row every single battle right. you can just auto can just, grind it you could just like have your Pokemon go out and just point and go sick 'em boy yeah. and they go i did that for like 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 a lot i feel like the my uh the once the tutorial stuff's ended. Because like the first like 30 minutes is just tutorial stuff in in, in, the, in a lot of these games. But like once I was in the open world and I caught like three Pokemon, I just auto battled like for like 30 minutes. And I was like, I just want to get all these guys leveled up so I can beat that gym beat, gym, gym battle so easy. I could definitely say when I'm playing this, my I my Pokedex
0: brain pops. I was like, oh, I don't have you in my Pokedex. I don't have you in my Pokedex. And then it's like, but do I want you on my team? Nah, I just want you with the dex entry and then put them in the box. I, I'm all like I have like five boxes
1: full of Pokemon now. Well, that's and hey, you like, got to catch them all. That's what you do. Yeah.
0: And I'm still like and I uh, whatchamacallit. I'm also texting a friend of mine. And I'm also Grayson because he has Violet as well. And we're like, OK, we need to figure out a day where we can come and trade because we need to because uh, he has a Pokemon I really want on my team. That's only exclusive in Violet. Mm-hmm. So my final
1: question, who is your starter? Play Coco, of course. Who? The Oh, yeah. OK. Wait, Coco, the um the fire starter. Yeah, I got I, the pig yeah, I got the pig too. Me as well. The pig. Tepig is this your starter. Isn't he a pig? I picked a pig. Yeah, that will do. Tepig. Is it a tepig? Yeah, but that's black and white. Oh, I don't know. oh wow, what did I pick? Oh no, I picked I picked the the, the or whatever. I don't I don't know. It's been it's, it's, Yeah, I picked Quaxley. You picked the duck, okay. Hell yeah, I picked the duck. Ben picks fire because fire is cool. Fire is cool. Speaking fire of cool. speaking of continuing to talk that's about that's why he'll only pick fire. Cool things, Ben. I, we're not move. all the time. I picked
0: uh, I picked Grottle when I was playing Diamond the first time. But sure, eighty-five percent of the time. Ben why don't we fire. move from
1: one Pokemon game to the other, Benjamin? Oh
0: my gosh, guys! I cannot tell you how happy I am to finally, after twenty-five or twenty-five plus years of knowing about Pokemon cards, I finally know how to play the damn game. <laughs> Thanks to the Game Boy game that you're watching up here. The Pokemon TCG was honestly one of the best purchases that I made when I went to Portland Retro Gaming Expo this past quarter, or and back in October. I love this game. I absolutely find this game fantastic, and if you do not know how to play the Pokemon TCG, and you buy this game, if you find it at a retro game store, and it's loose, and you're worried that you have to look up a manual, you have to look up a guide, and you start a new game, the best part about it is that there's a tutorial and it will teach you from the get go how to play this game step by step now and also the the base rules for this and the current and the current one which i Ryan, i saw you had a uh, um uh, things from the pokemon tcg online they're still basically the same there's only a few tweaks small tweaks here and there and this game and this game is fantastic if you want to learn how to play pokemon tcg highly recommend it if you want and also as a card game itself, it's actually
1: kind. Of, I mean, the action does look a little slow, but I lied. I did pick to Ah I... I forgot. I didn't. I don't remember any of their names. <laughs> I had to check. <laughs> all right. Uh, what was I? But what was I saying about Pokemon it's all TCG? All right. <laughs> it's
0: all right. Uh, I was saying something about Pokemon TCG. What was I saying? It'll teach it? you. Yeah. It'll it'll teach you how to play. But it is old because this game came out in the year two thousand, and it ha- and game the first three sets of like the original base set, the jungle set, and the fossil set are included in the gameplay version. But as a way to get the gist and the basics of Pokemon, it's really fun. And also, there is a level of satisfaction you have when you're finally able to throw out your level, your Charizard, evolved Charizard with no damage counters, fully energized, ready to attack, and just lay waste to your opponent. It is a good feeling when you get those combos out, and... Um, I mean, the action on screen might be a little boring, but at the same time, this is a card game video game. Mm-hmm. But it does its job, which is teach people how to play the game, and then you find a, a play style that fits you. And the only the only bummer with this game, I'll have to say, is that there's no real way to go out and get more card packs outside of dueling, because you have to duel people. It's un- you have Speaking to- of duels, <laughs> Stevie and duels, there's Yu- <laughs> from Yu-Gi-Oh! What? Do-do-do-do-duel. Do, do. Duel. <laughs> yeah so i would yeah highly recommend this game super fun and even um pokemon tcg online which is a free downloadable game for your um computers and i want to say um some tablets unfortunately i can't download on my phone which is a bummer Mm -hmm. um it's also and also can teach you how to play the pokemon tcg especially now in the modern times and also cool thing is if you buy physical cards there's a little code on it on it that you could put into the to the game to the online game and you get a a pack Mm -hmm. you get a pack of cards like you buy a pack of physical cards and you also get a pack of digital cards as well
1: Mm -hmm. remember when comics used to do that i do the game also looks like pokemon it looks like you're playing pokemon
0: yeah you're you're just you're you're, yeah it you look like you're playing pokemon yeah and it's and you have to like do eight gyms eight badges go to the four and prove that you're the but they don't call them badges they call medals Love it. Uh, it's 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 a fun game. It's I highly enjoy it, and I really love this game. I'm so glad I got it, and it's it's truly It truly is a great game, especially for those who have never learned how to play the game. Who saw who constantly see people with binders upon binders of Pokemon cards, and you read the text like I don't know what any of this means. It's a great um. It's a great way to see if you do want to try the card game or if you don't want to try the card game. Sure, I love it. Speaking of. Yes. Yeah, speaking of card games, my deck is in this box right here.
1: Speaking of more uh, card games, a transition to a, uh, a board game.
3: Villainous, oh, I love this game.
1: It's so funny to me that
3: you've just discovered this. I no, I didn't discover it. No, I and
0: mean discover discover that you love it. I have been okay in my defense. I have been wanting this game for a good long while. Sure, I just never pulled the trigger to buy it. I yeah. bought the villainous Marvel one for you for Christmas because I knew you were you had more board game stuff. But for me, I was like, I didn't want to spend the money, I want the game, I want to try the game. And then I was gifted for it for Christmas, and now my entire household is obsessed with villainous. We got the base pack, the Cruella, and the Evil Queen boards or the expansions and then days go by a few days go by we play a few rounds with the characters and next thing i know fanny and i are buying more expansions and we're just one short of a complete set right now Mm -hmm. and also we're frothing at the mouth hoping that Ravensburger, the company that produces and publishes these games come out with more expansions with more villains because guess what we
1: talk like to talk about what would be good disney villains to add in villainous oh yeah yeah i i played villainous we i played it once at our old place it was the marvel the marvel one and Mm -hmm. i had a good time but it's definitely like a complicated game and like your very first time playing it isn't going to be like all that it's it's all that it is because you got to learn a lot of stuff but it's always been a game i want to play more of because like it's super cool uh it just it takes it's just a little more engagement than most other games you need to really really invest into it
0: yeah. It de- and also, even when you have because at my house, there's three people here and we get we do three people, three per player villainous a lot. Last night, we had five people and that took a while. That was. A oh, lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah, But it was really fun. It was an absolute blast to play. And what I love about villains is that um, it's not those type of card games or those type of board games where you have to like mix and match everything. Everything you have is up to you, but you can screw people over with the, with the fate deck or with other things. But you're all, you're focused, you have to focus on yourself, but you also have to be wary of the other villains around you so you can try to make sure that they
1: don't win and you do. Mm-hmm. right. Do you have any any thoughts on villainous? I know you played a oh, little bit.
3: Oh yeah, I mean I think it's really cool. I I recently in this last quarter I did play uh, the Star Wars Villainous one, which is really great. Um, they they really changed up some stuff from the other versions, so that there's a whole other kind of game mechanic and a whole other kind of map location design for the Star Wars version. I think it's really cool. Um, they're all worth playing for sure. They're well they're well thought out games.
1: Hell yeah. alright you all right, y'all. So that's all of yours. So I have two games that I'm going to talk about because I've talked about like you know Elden Ring and Marvel Snap and God of War. Uh, my game of the year, if Elden Ring didn't come out, would have been Marvel's Midnight Suns. And boy, howdy, is this a game when the initial uh, previews were coming out, the people who played the first couple hours were going, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty good. Like it's you know it, it seems kind of a little wonky here and there, but it seems alright uh, because that's a game where uh, the more you play it uh the better it gets and the more the more uh uh it's, it's like one of those games like you were talking about earlier like, the more you put into it, the more you get out of it because this is a game that's one part uh narrative story but it's also uh part uh uh like like It's not a romance and a romance persona type game because there are no romance options, but it's like a BFF simulator and it's also a tactics game. But instead of their regular tactics uh, like an XCOM or a Fire Emblem, it's a card based system, which is new uh, for this type of game. Uh, And a lot of people are really worried and hesitant about about the system. But guys, I have to tell you, it is. It is so good. It is like 10 out of 10 combat. I I love it. It's it so st- strategic and well thought out. And like just like uh, some of the other games we've talked about, the characters uh, uh, feel so re- well realized and all of their powers are so fun to use. Like We have to see Doctor Strange and Iron Man. Like They are so fun. Every single character to play as is fun. It turns out my favorite characters to play as ended up being uh, Captain Marvel, Ghost Rider, and Magic from the X-Men. Uh, probably Wolverine as, like, as a, as, a, as a top four. Um, every character is worth playing and feels different. You know, characters like the Scarlet Witch, uh, is very chaotic and just, like, it's something like a Marvel Uno. Her, her, her abilities are very chaotic and, like, hex-based, so a lot of random things can happen. Um, the thing that I love about it, it has, like, one of my favorite... It has my favorite gameplay loop of the year, where... Uh, As your character, you'll wake up, um, you'll go train with one of your heroes to give them a combat boost or to level them up. You'll go on a mission, which we're seeing on the screen here, which is, you know, your tactics gameplay. You play a great mission for five to ten minutes. Uh, If it's a story mission, maybe 20 to 30. You'll come back, you'll hang out with one of your heroes that you just went on a mission with. You'll, you know, you'll watch a movie, you'll play video games, uh, you'll go painting, you'll work out together, uh, you'll go swimming, uh, and then you go to sleep and you do it again. And every single day... Every single day, there's new dialogue, to be to be to hear. There's new places to see. There's things to uncover. The customization for your your character, the hunter, uh, you can create them however you want. And the more you play, the more customizable options options are unlocked. So you can make whatever type of character you want and the suits that you get are incredible. Uh, you get like Venom symbiote suits and you get like Stark Tech suits and like magic suits. Uh, it's so cool. You get like an anti-Venom suit because you have to go against Venom. Uh, it's really, really great. Uh, The combat, again, I just can't stress how fun the combat is uh, and how well the characters are are realized. Um, It ended up being about a 40-hour experience, and I could have made that last... Another twenty if I wanted to because uh, Ben, you played Fire Emblem, so you know that you'll have like you'll have like general quests. You can do quests that don't further the story, so you can level characters up, and then you'll have your main big stories that will further stuff. Right? So they yeah. they always tell you like, hey, here's a story quest, and sometimes they won't let you do story quests. Like, hey, you have to do regular quests before you do that. So like they like playing the game is such a is so fun, and like the options to to make whatever character you want in terms of off- offense or defense is really there. The synergy between characters is great. Great. i can't believe two of my favorite games this year are two marvel card games uh it's really crazy um and and we talked about avengers earlier in this podcast um this is the best Avengers game I've ever played because, yeah, it's called Midnight Suns, but it is a worldwide cataclysm, so the Midnight Suns of the Avengers have to team up, so half the cast is a bunch of Avengers. You know, it's Iron Man, Captain Marvel, Doc Strange. Um, the story stuff is great because it's these big-time heroes coming in to take over the Midnight Suns spot, basically, and it turns out they're not so good at dealing with these types of threats. It's just like Just like Dark. Like, you need a team like that to deal with those types of threats. So the, like, the the animosity that is building between some characters obviously you got tony stark and and dr strange so like that's going to be there but um the relations the relationship stuff is so good and the the one thing that i won't i won't fully spoil it but like one of the fun things about this game is like the character uh the character evolutions and the character growth between between certain characters blade has a crush on captain marvel and you get to see how that progresses over 40 hours and that is natural, and there's like progress, and it doesn't feel like it's like rushed or anything. And it has a beautiful, lovely uh, finale. And like right before the game ends, there's a beautiful conclusion to that story. Um, and it's just like there's book club, and you go and you read books with Captain America and Blade and Wolverine, and Wolverine shows up on his first day, and he's like, "I didn't read the book, sorry." And it's just like, what are we doing here, Logan? Uh, the characters are so well written. Um, for the most part, um, and it's a lot of the same of voice actors, like Wolverine is Steve Bloom from all the Wolverine cartoons, it's Yuri Lowenthal of Spider-Man, so you have that Spider-Man, he's like, oh, he came from his game, into this game. Uh, it's just like, it's... A lot, like a lot of other games we talked about, there's so much love for the Marvel Universe, um, there are daily missions that you can go on, that you just send, you send a character on a mission and they come back with resources, right, that's like an off-screen thing there are dozens of Marvel Universe, uh, references, like oh, Moon Knight needs help with this thing, oh Spider-Woman needs help, Nick Fury, blah 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 and it all feels in character, um if you're a fan of the Marvel Universe you owe it to yourself to play this game, if you love tactics games, you owe it to yourself to play this game, if you love both this is a game of the year contender, in a year without elden ring this is the best game of the year in my opinion um and that's that's elden ring or that's not elden ring that's marvel that's marvel 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 midnight Suns. no
3: i'm really excited about it because uh once ragnarok's off my off my table this is probably the next thing i and this is a big investment because i'd like to clear both of these uh, off my backlog uh, to have room for Elden Ring, and now kind of wanting to go back to the Last of Us Part Two because of the show. And then uh, <laughs> yes. there's a, a big Final Fantasy game coming later this year that I intend to play. Oh, so. you got
1: a couple months. You got a couple months for that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah but um, I, you know,
3: like, what can I do in a few months?
1: Yeah, yeah. So the last thing I'll say on Midnight Suns is they have a they have a uh, fire for uh, access. The makers of this games they always have great DLC packs to come out. Um, the next DLC or the the one coming up is going to be Deadpool, Storm, Morbius, and Venom. Uh, Deadpool comes out today. And he, he not only comes with Deadpool, but there's also the new vampire faction group of enemies that you can fight. And I'm desperately struggling not to start a new game plus because I want to wait for those other characters because um, I really want to play as Venom. I actually really want to play as Morbius, but most desperately, I want to play as Storm because if you just let me play as a team of X-Men, I will do that. I will play those general missions for 100 hours. Just let me play as the X-Men and do cool stuff. I love it. Uh, Midnight Suns, great game. I'm um, happy it's success. success. I I wish it was selling a little better, but you yeah. know, uh, Marvel, uh, they'll, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. The last game that we're going to talk about, y'all, was announced yesterday. Yeah. And Wild. Came out yesterday. Wild. And I've never in my life played a game that, came, that was released. Uh, I've never played a game so close to its announcement and release at the same time, because this game was announced and then I was playing it three hours later. And it, Ben, do you not know about this game called Hi Fi Rush? No, Ben. I have played two hours of this game. Hi-Fi Rush is the new action rhythm game by the developers of the Evil Within. Remember that horror game you played based off Resident Evil? Yeah. They made this is the next game they released, and it's stealth dropped yesterday on Xbox. And it really? Is, yes. And I'm not kidding you, y'all. If I played two hours, this is apparently around an eight-hour game. It's it's a smaller indie game, uh, not indie, but it's a smaller it's a smaller like BB size game. Uh, If this game stays as good as it is, this is a game-in-the-year contender. It reminds me of like Ratchet & Clank meets Guardians of the Galaxy. Because music is so important to the game. If you notice the world, all the lights, the elevators, uh, steam will rise from the grates to the sound of music. Everything is bumping to a beat. Everything. You had a terrible accident because of this corporation where you had your iPod infused into your soul. And now the world responds to the music that you play. It is a bombastic incredible uh uh idea for a game. And every time you hit on the rhythm, uh you you hit a little stronger. Uh, it's very much like a rhythm game but your you your uh it feels almost kind of like Kingdom Hearts too. You have a you have an almost you have a guitar, almost like a like a keyblade and you have light attacks, heavy attacks and you can dodge. Um, but it is so, so funny and it is one of the best looking games I've ever played. This game looks almost like a, like a, like, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, it looks like almost like an anime. Um, yeah, like it, it looks, it looks, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of like a Netflix anime, except it actually looks good. It's like a uh, Jet Set Radio meets anime aesthetics. <laughs> for, what's the first yeah, thing? Jet Set
3: Radio. Uh, Jet Set Radio, yeah. Anime
1: aesthetics. Oh, real quick. I want to, I want to look at this, this. I, I this was a Elden Ring moment for me when you jump up into the world. Yeah. Um. I, I when I saw this uh the, the Bethesda showcase, the the Microsoft showcase, it blew my mind. It blew a lot of people's minds, and now people are rushing to play this game so they can talk about it. Which I did too because it worked. Like that's how you build hype. Yeah. Is you release a game that day, and if the game is good, people will talk about I it. I also saw the trailer last night. It was like, oh shit, I need to play. I this think Ben. Now. I think I think you will really like this game. Uh, yeah. I think the combat uh let's see does it have the boss battle in the first section let's see i don't want to it's not super spoiler because like literally the beginning of the game um but there's a boss battle that has a nine inch nail song in it uh it will really it won't be here um but it has it has so much uh great oh this is the trailer okay it has so much great um uh uh uh, uh, style and the different t- Oh, you know, sorry, you know what re- it actually Reminds me of most, it's Scott Pilgrim versus The World I was gonna say, that's oh, what oh, it oh, is, oh. because you are he introduced, even looks like Scott You are introduced to seven evil corporation bosses
3: Yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> And it has all this great music, the first boss, like I said It's like, it, the game opens to, to black, The Black Keys, and then the first Boss is Nine Inch Nails, and he shoots to the beat Of the song It is so incredible. Like, I am so surprised by this game. And the thing that is most surprising is this is by the makers of some of the most horrifically violent and gross games ever made. (laughs) The Evil Within, and then they made Ghostwire Tokyo, the ghost game that came out last year. Um, This is such a, clearly a passion project. Um, It is a uh, level-based, there's like eight acts, and there's like level one, level two, level three, and then you beat like the whole stage. Um, but it's, like, score-based, so, like, you'll want to replay the stages, uh, to get a better score, but, um, it's, like, this game that came out of nowhere, it has a talking robot cat who's your companion, it's, I love it, like, uh, it's already, like, if the game stays this good, like, it'll, it'll, it'll be on my top ten, 100%, uh, I thought, I thought it was, um, it is just sensational, um, it is, and again, it's, it's really, it's really funny, and like uh, he's a he's a future rock star in training. That's what he wants to do. He wants to be a rock star, and then he accidentally gets involved in this evil corporation who like clearly runs the world. There is very clearly like uh, anti capitalism uh, uh, marketing going on in this thing. There's a bunch of robots um, uh, who are just like doing their jobs and like being uh, being exploited, and like they're carrying like five hundred pounds of boxes. Like I can't carry this. Why did Why did I agree to do this? Like very clearly making fun of capitalism. Um, There's a section that reminds me of event of uh, Attack of the Clones where you're trying to run under things that are trying (laughs) to pounce on you. Just great stuff. Great stuff. Every level feels a little bit different than the last one love it uh i i can't wait for everyone to play this i know you'll check it out ben you should definitely check it out i don't know if it's on anything else besides xbox um I, it's on it's just on steam uh just xbox on steam PC. okay maybe um, one day it'll come to playstation but uh this is absolutely or switch tree, yeah this is absolutely a game to look out for um it is oozing with style i can't i i don't want every game to like to like stealth release because i won't be good for their their marketing or, or you know budgets or whatever but like it worked for this studio, I guess, because like this game is already, like after like not even 24 hours later, it's blowing up. Um, yeah. And I can't wait to play it because, uh, again, it is a short enough game where I'm like, oh, I can play six Mars. hours then this game easy. Uh, and that's Hi-Fi Rush. And that is all the games yes. that we played. Expect yeah. me to talk about Hi-Fi Rush before the year's over. Oh, yeah, I wanted I wanted to make sure I got it in because yeah. if, if it was as good as it looks, uh, I wanted to get the word out. So, yeah, that's the games that we played in the last couple months, y'all. Look at that. Yeah. What a beautiful, beautiful couple months it was. It was
0: a great couple months. Now, as much as I love that, I love playing Elden Ring. Part of me is so now I'm actually kind of relieved that I'm not playing Elden Ring anymore. Because then, when well, we do the quarterly for January, February, and March, it's like I have new games to talk about that aren't Elden Ring.
1: Boy, howdy! I I don't have a list like I had last time of all the games coming out in the next couple of months. But the only game that I care about truly comes out in tomorrow, and it's the Dead Space remake. Mm. And that game. Uh, uh, we talked about on the last quarterly the Callisto Protocol was coming out and how stoked and excited I was and you guys probably you guys were as well. Um, and that game turned out to be a big old clunker, a big old dumpster fire, which is a big 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 sadness for me. But it turns out that Dead Space remake that's a that's a hell of a game and it's not just a perfect remake uh it is it adds on to it it takes stuff from the other games and brings it in the one to make it a more fuller experience so when they do remake those other games it is one like full process um they apparently added story stuff to it to make it even better and like the one person i trust the most about horror games on youtube uh uh gave it a like 9.5 out of 10 so i am so excited to actually play a good survival horror game uh, uh this month uh and right before my birthday so excited can't You're wait excited. also real quick to tie back into fortnite there's an isaac clark dead space bundle i saw that on fortnite where you can you get the ishimura ship and you get his plasma cutter and you get the cool suit and i'm like man they know how to get me damn you fortnite <laughs> damn you fortnite uh
3: yeah very excited about dead space uh coming out most specifically because i think we'll all be enjoying that remake to some extent this year. This
1: year is going to be a very spooky year for Basement Arcade. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
3: Watch this dead space. Um, (laughs) Yeah, there's there's a lot of... uh, I think the major things, like, I'm sure by the next time we do a quarterly, we'll have at least begun and can talk about collectively uh, the Jedi Survivor game, which is coming out in March.
1: Oh, yeah! Um, So...
3: Check out uh, us talking about that probably next quarterly. Yeah, I guess and then, that might be that might be the next biggest game actually. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And then not too long after that is going to be uh, the next Zelda.
1: Oh God, that's going to be Tears great. of the
3: Kingdom, yeah. and and the Final Fantasy sixteen later in the middle of the year.
1: <laughs> it's going to be a spicy year for
3: JRPGs.
0: Oh, not only that, there's I want to at least be Pokemon so I can um, justify buying Fire Emblem Engage because that came out this past week. Engage. Yeah. That last week. uh, Really good reviews. Yeah, my my immediate goal in this next
3: quarter is to finish God of War Ragnarok and then uh, start Marvel Midnight Suns and go back and finish Cult of the Lamb for good. Last of Us. And uh, we'll (laughs) see. The Last of Us might happen. Uh,
1: You you can just wait for season two.
3: (laughs) I got time. You got time, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I might I might make sure that I can clear these other things because I think Jedi Survivor and Final Fantasy 16 are going to be a little higher on my, my priorities. Um, I'd also like to touch the Sonic Frontiers game at some point.
1: Oh, yeah. So I s- actually started that. Hell, yeah. Hey, there it is. Look at that. There yeah. it is. All
0: right. I think that'll do it, Ben. That will do it, yeah. So, uh, Sparks, Ryan, where can people find you on the Internet? Uh, you can find me... Um,
3: scrambling to catch up and finish god of war ragnarok at sparks witty on instagram and twitter sparkz witty
1: right you could find me really hoping that uh <clears throat> they add dracula to midnight suns to come with the vampire army that is added because you can't have one without the other add dj tony snark 616 everywhere and of course
0: you could find me on the internet at ben maga 27 instagram twitter TikTok and you could also find all three of us plus brandon hosting the Fake Nerd podcast which is we do live every Sunday. You can also check out fakenerdpodcast.com. That website has links to everything and I literally mean everything. Everything it has links to all of the shows that we've done, it has links to our YouTube, links to our Patreon, links to writings whenever we do do writings up there. And do yeah, that's essentially the hub that's essentially the hub to all things Fake Nerd podcast. So fakenerdpodcast.com, go there. Every, every, all the links are there. Yeah, so, check out yeah. check
3: out the pause menu review for God God of War Ragnarok. That mm-hmm. was recent. Um, mm-hmm. Other pause menu stuff will be coming soon. Other basement arcade stuff is coming soon. Uh, uh, more stuff. <clears throat> we got uh, a recent. Discussion on Fake Nerd Podcast was about Boots? hyping up the year. Oh, that's uh, We right. have a Puss in Boots Last Wish on Animation Station with Brandon and I. It's true. Um, there La- are some if, last last of, of Us. Absolutely. Ryan and I are doing last a discussion on the Last of Us uh, TV adaptation, so check that out over on Fake Nerds Watch because Jesus we Joel. are going through that um, with our friend Pi. It's great. Sure. Uh, and And... Um, there's another fake nerds watch coming
0: soon. Uh, a Willow season wrap-up, Willow, I believe. Yeah. yes. Brandon and I just recorded that earlier today. There it so is. So that's coming up. Lovely. Lots of stuff. So yeah, all this great stuff. So guys, thank you again for doing this. I'll definitely see you next quarter. Hope, well, I'll definitely see you sooner than that, obviously. Well, you'll see us for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'll see you guys for sure. So, Yeah, but until next time, unpause.